The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Great to have you with us. 888-900-3393 is the number. I got to say, um, I I frankly loved... Now, we talked to Jonah Goldberg on uh, Glenn's show that I'm filling in this week. and um, We talked to Jonah Goldberg about some of the things that Trump says. And, and in fact, uh, this, this NATO breakfast where he kind of went off on a rant. And Jonah wasn't super excited about it. I think it was great that a U.S. president sat in front of all of these NATO leaders leaders of NATO nations, and the Secretary General of NATO, Jens Stoltenberg, who's sitting immediately across from, from Donald Trump at the, at the breakfast. And he just lays it out. He just tells it like it is to these uh, allies. We're getting screwed here. And Germany in particular is completely in bed with Russia with their energy. And uh, yet we're paying to protect you from Russia. But you're beholden to Russia. Uh, listen, to, listen to what he said. You, you tell me. In many countries uh, owe us a tremendous amount of money for many years back where they're delinquent, as far as I'm concerned, because the United States has had to pay for them. So if you go back 10 or 20 years, you'll just add it all up. It's massive amounts of money is owed. Uh, the United States has paid and stepped up like nobody. This has gone on for decades, by the way. This has gone on for many presidents, but no other president brought it up like I bring it up. That's the good true. news is that the allies have started to invest more in uh, defense. Uh, after this is Jens uh, Stoltenberg. He is the Secretary General of NATO. Years of cutting defense budgets, they have started to uh, add billions to the defense budgets. Mm. And, uh, Last year was the biggest increase uh, in defense spending across Europe and Canada in a generation. Why was that last year? It's also because of your leadership and because of your clear message. And, uh, and, uh, they won't write that. But they- <laughs> okay, so uh, Stoltenberg is telling him, well, you know, they have contributed billions more this year than they have before. And that's true, $14 billion. And so... <laughs> President Trump asked him, why is that, Jens? Why, why, why are they paying more? Well, in part because of your leadership. Yeah, they're not going to print that. <laughs> he says offhandedly about the media, yeah, they're not, they're not going to print that. I think uh, it's very sad when Germany makes a massive oil and gas deal with Russia mm-hmm. where you're supposed to be guarding against Russia and Germany goes out and pays billions and billions of dollars a year to Russia. So we're protecting Germany, we're protecting France, mm-hmm. we're protecting all of these countries. And then numerous mm-hmm. of the countries go out and make a pipeline deal with Russia where they're paying billions of dollars into the coffers of Russia. So we're supposed to protect you against Russia, but they're paying billions of dollars to Russia. And I think that's very inappropriate. And the former chancellor wow. of Germany is the head of the pipeline company that's supplying the gas. Uh, ultimately, Germany That's will have almost 70% of their country controlled by 
Russia with natural gas. So you tell me, is that appropriate? I mean, we, I've been complaining about this from the time I got in. It should have never been allowed to have happened. But Germany is totally controlled by Russia. I think it's something that NATO has to look at. I think it's very inappropriate. You and I agree that it's inappropriate. NATO is an alliance of 29 nations, and uh, there are sometimes differences and uh, different views, and also some disagreements. And the uh, gas pipeline uh, mm -hmm. uh, from Russia to Germany is one issue where allies uh, disagree. But the strength of NATO is that despite these differences, we have always been able to unite around our core task uh, to protect and defend each other because we understand that we are stronger together than apart. We're to protect and defend each other? <laughs> okay, when, when did any of the NATO nations ever defend the United States? I mean, I know we defend you. Uh, when was the last time Germany defended us? I'm hard pressed uh, to remember they, they that. They gave us that von Steuben guy about 250 years ago. That's not <laughs> okay. the last time they chimed All right. in. I think that two world wars and the Cold War thought was that uh, we are stronger together than the Forge. But how can you be together when a country is getting its energy from the person you want protection against or from the group that you want protection Because we understand that uh, when we stand together, also when uh, dealing with Russia, we are stronger. I think what we have seen is that... No, you're just making Russia richer. Well, you're not dealing with Russia, you're making Russia richer. Well, so I think that even during the Cold War, uh, NATO allies were trading with uh, Russia. Then there have been uh, disagreements about what kind of uh, trade arrangements we should, uh, we should go into. I think trade is wonderful. I think energy is a whole different story. I think energy is a much different story than normal trade. Mm -hmm. And you have a country like Poland that won't accept the gas. You take a look at some of the countries, they won't accept it because they don't want to be captive to Russia. Mm. But Germany, as far as I'm concerned, is captive to Russia because it's getting so much of its energy from Russia. Mm. So we're supposed to protect Germany, but they're getting their energy from Russia. Explain that. And it can't be explained. You know that. <laughs> so it can't be explained. You know that. You know that. Uh, actually, CNN is fact-checking some of these claims right now. EU gets 37% of their oil uh, and gas from Russia. Germany gets 35% of its natural gas from Russia. So it's not, I guess it's not 70%, but 35% is a pretty healthy share. Let's say Russia cuts them off from that. What happens then? Then what? Then they're at the mercy of, I mean, if you can't lose 35% of your natural gas in the wintertime, winter in, in a place like Germany, you can't. So that's a pretty effective tool that the Russians have to use any time they want or think they need to against Germany. I mean, Trump is making some solid points here. Now, everybody's pissed off at him because the way he said it, and maybe it wasn't, I don't know. Is is it appropriate to finally put your foot down with these guys? Hmm. Maybe it is. Maybe it. Maybe it's time. Can, can we, do you mind, uh, John Kelly definitely wasn't comfortable during that. I don't know if you have. We actually have a, a just a, a scoped down version of that with John Kelly sitting off to the side there. Okay. Would you yeah, want to see the video of that? Can we? Yeah. He is not enjoying himself. Do we there. have that now? Yes, we do. All right. Mm -hmm. Let's play that. So let's play that again, guys. The video version. No, we don't. They have don't it. have it. So it's on the sheet. You lied. I lied. You lied right through your teeth. <sighs> Are you I, proud of yourself now for being proven a stinking liar in front of the entire nation? In the in the front. 
in front of the entire world. It's clip number three. Does it say it's clip number three? It's yes. Clip number three. And did, but you said it was ready. Is it? I, I no. I just. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. That's the one, guys. Just play that one. It's the same clip that Pat <laughs> just played the audio version of. Germany watch, is totally watch, back right corner. Russia. Back right corner. Because they will get right. oh, yeah, there he is. to 70% yes. of their energy from Russia and a new pipeline. And you tell me if that's appropriate. Because oh, I think it's not. And I think it's like, a very oh, bad thing look for NATO. And he's I don't think it should have shaking his head. And I think we have to talk to Germany about it. Reach for my Germany is captive to Russia because it's getting so much of its energy from Russia. So we're supposed to protect Germany from getting their energy from Russia. Explain oh. that. Oh, he's definitely uncomfortable there. I mean, he's looking at the drapes. Yeah, he doesn't like that. Where can I get there an escape route? <laughs> he didn't like it. No. I liked it more than John Kelly did. <laughs> yeah. John Kelly's his chief of staff. I know. So funny. So he's trying to figure huh. out how he's going to answer that question later. <laughs> yeah. Now, the rest of the NATO uh, leaders were uh, also squirming, but for different reasons. Uh, they're being excoriated by the U.S. president. They're not used to that. What they're used to is a U.S. president coming and apologizing for everything the country's ever done. Hey, we're sorry, NATO. We're sorry about, um, you know, what a bad country we are, how wealthy we are, how stingy we are. We're sorry. We, you know what, we've exploited the resource, resources of this planet to, to the tune of uh, one and a half planets of energy. Um, and I don't even... So not only did we steal from you, we've stolen from other planets and just used it all. <laughs> wait. Wait a minute. Oh, yeah. are, are we... Have uh, we already started mining the methane on Mars? Is that what you're alluding to? Yes. Well, you got that Earth Hour. Remember Earth Hour where they made this announcement? The world is using the equivalent of uh -huh. one and a half planets one and to support a half life planets. on Earth. <laughs> I don't know how we do that, but it's pretty impressive. How do you do the math on that? We've never even, we've never even visited another planet, and yet we've <laughs> taken half of it and used it for us. <laughs> huh. It's huh. amazing. So anyway, uh, he's uh, of course, CNN hates what he did. Fox loves what he did. <laughs> I actually side with Fox on this. I kind of love it. Mm. I'm, I'm kind of into it. It's, it's time that these people got put on notice. Look, we're tired of... We're tired of being your defender, your benefactor, holding your hand all the time, and then getting stabbed in the back as thanks. I mean, that's kind of what it is from Europe. That's what we get from them. Uh, they never back us in the UN. Sometimes UK does. Sometimes Britain does. Uh, but Germany, you can't count on them in the UN to defend us on anything. And they certainly go after Israel all the time. France? When was the last time France uh, backed us on anything? Mm, 1780s? E the, yes. And Thank barely you. then. Thank you, Marquis de Lafayette. <laughs> That's about it. Uh, Lafayette was the best thing that uh, ever happened from France. And he did that in defiance of the king's orders. So right. really, you can't thank France immediately. That came later. No, you just mm. uh, thank the Marquis himself because mm -hmm. uh, uh, that was his deal. And then we, you know, we begged them for for naval support, and it didn't come until the very end when we already had the thing almost locked up. <laughs> now they did help us at the very end. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> but we were on our own most of the time, so thank you, France.
but anyway, it's it's. I think it's great. Uh, that takes a lot of giblets to just sit there in front of these guys and lay it out like that. You didn't beat around the bush at all. No. <laughs> Pretty amazing. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three with your thoughts. You know, there's never been a better time for you to achieve your financial freedom through Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. And if you want to know how to do it, I mean, this is complicated stuff. I don't get it. I, I'm, I am kind of lost on cryptocurrencies and all of this, uh, you know, all of the technical aspects of it uh, don't fully understand. That's why we're doing the Beck Crypto Show. It is coming up a week from tomorrow, July 19th, one week from tomorrow. Now, this is a free seminar. Free, but all you have to do is register for it. Go to BeckCryptoShow.com and register for it right now. Special free online investment training broadcast uh, on July 19th. During the event, Glenn will have former hedge fund manager and number one cryptocurrency trading expert Tika Tawari from Palm Beach Letter. What he is going to do is share new facts about Bitcoin and other cryptos that you've never heard before and you just won't hear on other media. And he's planning to reveal the names of uh, three cryptos that he thinks you should buy right now. I don't have any idea. I can't advise you on this, but Tika Tuari certainly can. And Glenn's invested pretty heavily in Bitcoin and made a lot of money from it. If you want to find out how you can do that too, go register right now. BeckCryptoShow.com So you don't forget, register now for this exclusive broadcast event. BeckCryptoShow.com You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Unleashed. Welcome. Thanks for being here. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. A lot of stuff to talk about today. There's just there's a lot of things going on right now. Uh, the University of uh, Well Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. Wow. In keeping with uh, the diversity and inclusion movement. Oh, that's sweeping campuses across the country. It's lunchtime. I'm about to puke now. Yep. Okay. Uh, they recently released a 30-page report outlining their plans to improve diversity with a series of initiatives. One goal is to increase the number of people of color on campus beyond the increases that they've already had over the last few years. Applications from underrepresented, underrepresented minority students doubled between 08 and 18 in get this in 2011 san luis cal poly san luis obispo was 63 percent caucasian okay that's underrepresenting whites already 63 percent what i think whites represent 73 percent ish i'm looking that up right now in the fall of 2017 so by Last year, it was less than 55%. So wait, 77% of Americans 77? are 77? So, yeah. okay. It's wow. even higher than I thought. 
77%. It was 63%, 14% underrepresented wow. in 2011. 55% a few years later. So 22% underrepresented. And they say, but there's still much work to do. Huh. Public Research Institution states it wishes to get those numbers more in line with the state's percentages of white people. What? Mm. Is California only 39.7% white? 39. Wow. That's a that's something. Mm, that's so we were looking at the U.S. number, which is 77% white. But in California, is it only 39? 70, that can't be. 72. See, I, that's, I knew that couldn't be right. That's according to the 2015 U.S. Census Bureau estimates. California's population is 72.9% white in 2015. Maybe it's just really changed in the last few years. Uh, no way. Open borders, you know. Try to get the, with the state's percentage of white people. That's just a flat-out lie. That 39.7%. That's a flat-out lie. So ridiculous. To further advance its goals reflecting the demographics of California. Yeah, you already don't. And creating a more diverse and inclusive campus community. Cal Poly Administration has developed the following diversity action initiatives document. In it, administration details a multi-year effort with dozens of initiatives, including ones to further lower the to further lower the percentage of white students on campus and increase the number of faculty of color. <laughs> in other words, they don't want white people on their campus. Is that not racist? You're actually trying to decrease the white people on your campus. It, I thought we weren't supposed to judge people based on the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. And if you're applying to a university, there should be some factors like, you know, can you do math? How good are you at reading? Well, none of that matters. None of that matters. No. For students, the plan, the school plans on recruiting applicants more heavily based on race, as if they're not already doing that. For instance, the school has recently implemented several new scholarships Quote, aimed at recruiting more African-American and other underrepresented minorities. They're already overrepresented. It's also working to recruit low-income and first-generation students by partnering with high schools that enroll a high percentage of these students. Cal Poly SLO has eliminated applicants' ability to apply to the school in early decision since that process, according to the report, disadvantaged Low-income students, all applicants, regardless of their level of interest in the school, are viewed in one big pool. Huh. <clears throat> College announced its intention of forcibly increasing diversity in traditionally male-dominated ma ma uh, majors, such as STEM. I don't know what that is. And architecture and environmental design for faculty. The university states diversity will be a criterion Considered in cluster hiring faculty every other year. And the university has received 150000 from the Cal State University system for a cluster hire of up to 10 faculty positions that focus on diversity and inclusion. <laughs> this diversity thing. This worshiping at the altar of diversity is so wrongheaded and ridiculous. It's just an offshoot of the political correctness that's yep. been killing us for 30, 40 years now. I mean, this is absolutely killing the country. It's it's absolutely harming us. 
We shouldn't be working for diversity. We should be working toward unity. Let's unite rather than separate us into little groups. Stop it. The fall, this fall, campus leaders will require a diversity statement from candidates for all faculty and staff searches. It adds that search committees will now be made up of diverse membership and academic affairs. They've set up an expectation that search committees will be based on best practices regarding diversity. <laughs> all they care about is just your skin color. That's all they care about. Which is the opposite of what MLK preached. The exact opposite. This was not the outcome he desired. He wanted you to look at a, a white person and a, a black person and not even see their race. What he wanted you to was to see their character and their qualifications. This is pathetic. The document calls for the implementation of a pre-enrollment diversity training for new first-year and transfer students. This diversity training will be in addition to the two mandatory orientation programs that they already have. San Luis Obispo Days and Weeks of Welcome. Additionally, Poly Reps, the Cal Poly ambassadors who provide campus tours to applicants, must now receive, let me guess, mandatory diversity training? Yep. <laughs> Jeez. Spokesperson Matt Lazier said, tells the college fix unconscious biases could inadvertently come into play when they give tours. Huh. So there you go. Mamas, don't let your babies grow up to attend a college. Or just don't let them grow up to be white people because they're not welcome anymore uh, anywhere. <laughs> Mamas, don't let your babies grow up to be whiteies. Nice. Huh? I like it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. I mean, it's hard to believe how far off the rails we've gone. It's, it's really sad. It's pathetic. It's frightening. And it's killing us. Yep. Stop it. All these new ways to divide us. Wonderful. It's so helpful for the survival and health of a nation. You know, Glenn's talked about this quite a bit, the e pluribus unum, from many, one. We're not trying to become one anymore. We're, we're trying to be from one to many. We're trying to break off and splinter into these little factions. Really dangerous, really stupid. How well did that work in the Balkans? Hmm. What happened, let's say, in a country like, I don't know, Yugoslavia? Does it exist anymore? They were always peaceful. Nope. They pieced themselves out of existence. Yeah, that's that's exactly what happened to them. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. I just it's I can't even get my freaking head around it. <laughs> uh, Want to tell you about uh, Riduzone? Uh, but Lone Wolf twenty nine sixty five sent this video over. <laughs> yes. On on Twitter. Look at this video. At Pat Unleashed. Your spirit Let's, animal. Look at that. There's a dog with a bunch of vegetables in his <laughs> bowl. He's like, I don't think so. He's like, uh, this doesn't smell good. What is that? What? What are you trying to? There's not a single piece of meat in here. Look at that. That's so great. That's what you're like at that, the in front of vegetables. That is exactly. Except I wouldn't get that close to him. The dog got a little closer to the vegetables than I normally so get. Funny. That's a great video. Thank you for that. <laughs> 
but he he absolutely feels the way I feel about them. So um, that's awesome. Anyway, losing weight and keeping it off can be really hard. And once you've hit a certain age, it, it just gets harder. That's where Riduzone steps in. It's a safe, natural, FDA-acknowledged dietary supplement. Uh, they took the good stuff out of olive oil, the OEA. And what that has been shown to do is boost metabolism, and it helps to reduce your appetite. So those are two things that are really going to help make a huge difference in your weight loss effort. Order yours today at riduzone.com, R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com. Enter the promo code PAT, and they'll take an extra 30% off a three-month supply. Can't beat that deal. Riduzone.com, promo code PAT to get three months uh, to get a three-month supply for 30% off. Riduzone.com. Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. I guess the uh, STEM major is science, technology, and two other things <laughs> that I've forgotten. But whatever. Uh, you know they they want more women and people of color in those. Fine, but I mean they're already underrepresented as far as a white population, and they're trying to make it even more so. Strange, strange that that's acceptable. Uh, I thought we were trying to avoid that, but obviously not. Um, this is kind of interesting. The NFL Players Association is going to sue the NFL over the kneeling rule. This is just unbelievable to me. They don't have any right to do this at their place of business. If the, if the owner doesn't want you to do certain things at work, don't do certain things at work. But I guess you don't have that right anymore. Uh, they claim you know, the protests in, in which some players took a knee were intended to call attention to what critics say is often brutal treatment of minorities <laughs> by U.S. law enforcement. Oh, boy. Donald Trump and others have blasted the gesture as a sign of disrespect to the U.S. flag and the military, which is exactly what it is, as described by the guy who started it. The quarterback who's not in the NFL anymore. And everybody's belly aching over it when he could have gotten back into the NFL and he chose not to. He didn't want to follow the rules. Colin Kaepernick's own. That's exactly what he said. Okay, you can either get back in the NFL and start making millions of dollars a year again for doing very little like you did last time. <laughs> or you can not follow the rules and sit it out. That's your choice. The union. Uh, the union's claim is that this new policy imposed by the NFL's governing body without consultation with the NFLPA is inconsistent with the collective bargaining agreement and infringes on players' rights. Bull crap. The NFL didn't comment. Last week at a rally in Montana, uh, Trump said the NFL's new policy was no improvement over the league's previous tolerance. 
Just go into the locker room. I think in many respects, that's worse. Isn't that worse than not standing? I actually, no, I don't think it is. Um, now, the uh, obviously Kaepernick started this in 2016, and people don't pay any attention to what he said at the time. It was to disparage the flag and the anthem. He admitted that. Maybe you should listen to what he said rather than what you've made it out to be. Ugh, it's agonizing. Also, speaking of the NFL, another NFL player in a uh, real serious uh, situation, LaShawn McCoy, Shady McCoy, has been accused of being responsible for a violent attack on his former girlfriend. Uh, they put out a photo of her, and if McCoy is really responsible for the way she looked, she got beaten to a pulp. Horrific photo of his ex, Del- Delicia Corden, went viral on social media in the photograph obtained by people. Uh, she is covered in blood and laying in a hospital bed. The legal firm representing her said in a statement to people that she was attacked at around 3 a.m. Tuesday morning as she slept in the Georgia home that she shares with uh, LaShawn McCoy. The pair is currently estranged. Ms. Corden was physically assaulted in the home by a male assailant who entered the home with no signs of forced entry. The man allegedly demanded a number of specific pieces of jewelry, and when he couldn't get bracelets off her wrist, he pistol-whipped her multiple times, and her cousin was also struck. She sustained multiple injuries to her head, face, and arms during this horrendous attack. The graphic image was originally posted on Instagram by um, Mia Michelle Boykin, who claims to be a friend of Corden. She wrote in the post, I can't believe you did this. She's addressing this to LaShawn McCoy. I can't believe you did this to my best friend. Your karma is going to be so real. The world needs to know what type of animal you really are. This was just her yesterday. On the left, obviously she provided a picture. And now this morning, this is her on the right. She also accused McCoy who is running back with the Buffalo Bills, of beating his dog and trying to viciously beat his son. We didn't say anything about how you beat your dog, Henny, into kidney failure, the message continued. Let's not talk about all the times my best friend had to stop you from viciously beating your son for small things like peeing in the bed. We kept quiet about your drug use. Wow. McCoy vehemently denies uh, the allegations. Uh, McCoy wrote on Instagram, for the record, the totally baseless and offensive claims made against me are completely false. Furthermore, I have not had any direct contact with any of the people involved in months. Another social media user who said she was a friend of Corden claimed the NFL player sent armed men to her house. Corden's lawyers said there was a single armed man who targeted jewelry given to their client by her estranged partner. The firm also alleges the NFL star recently had the home security system changed. Wow. I mean, the NFL's got more serious issues than this kneeling thing, and they should really be dealing with this. Uh, If LaShawn McCoy is responsible for this, you would think he'd be out of the NFL, right? Um, Just like Ray Rice was a few years ago. 
what was that, like 2013, 2014, somewhere in there when he beat his girlfriend and it was on video? Yeah, the Knocked her out in the elevator? Yeah. Oof. And that was the end of his career. Bye-bye. Done. Yeah, this is... You talk about a league that doesn't need any more um, uh, issues. Right. With fans. I'd say it's the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, crazy. Not good. Not good. You just hope he didn't actually do this. Uh, that's amazing. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. You just never know these people, though. You know, you see them on TV, and and they they're incredible at what they do. They're you know some of the few people on earth who can do it as well as they do as they do. And so you you tend to put them on a pedestal, yeah. and then things like this happen. It's like whoa. Like people think Jeffy's a nice guy, <clears throat> right? They think he's fun, and you know. <laughs> He's just, you know, down to earth and awesome uh-huh. and mm-hmm. just, they, they love mm-hmm. him. And then they meet him in person and it's just, like, they whoa. Don't, they don't know. Holy cow. They don't know the truth. I did not have any idea that this was, you know, the way he really rolls. Yeah. And then and he literally does roll. So <laughs> so. so if you have sympathy for Jeffy, <laughs> that just means you haven't met him. Right. If you think that we pick <clears throat> on him. You just haven't met you him. You just haven't met him. Mm-hmm. So um, you'd say if you had met him, you would say, why are you so nice to this guy? Why do you guys like even talk to him? Why do you make eye contact? Uh Why is he even in the building? How is he allowed in? That's what you'd say. Well, I mean, (laughs) you know, at the end, if you came to the museum here, Mm -hmm. you know, at the end of of the big area here, we have the the huge doors that roll up. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. how he's allowed in. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise, he ain't getting in. We almost have to knock out a wall. To get him into the building. So uh, so anyway, Jeffy's anyway. coming up in less than an hour from now to yes, chew mm-hmm. on the fat mm-hmm. that he's bringing in with him. Mm-hmm. So we got that going for us. Yeah. Did you read about this uh, Colorado woman who is suing United Airlines? She, she, was a, she was molested on a flight by a pilot. Not a pilot from United. He was a pilot <clears throat> for, I don't know, one of the FedEx, I think, a delivery service. And... He was sitting next to this woman, Ann Dowling, and they're sitting in business class. So I imagine, you know, the first class area when she awoke to find him uh, rubbing her crotch and uh, pleasuring himself under a rug during a flight from Hong Kong to San Francisco. This is such a weird story. Uh, she says she reported him. He's 47 years old. She reported him to a flight attendant, but was told to resolve the incident by returning to her seat and go talk to her attacker. <laughs> Cabin crew eventually moved Dowling to another seat further along the same row. However, uh, he continued to torment her as she got off the flight, she claims. So she's seeking at least $75,000 in damages from United and this pilot, claiming she was diagnosed with PTSD after the alleged attack, uh, and it caused her severe emotional distress. A criminal assault complaint was filed uh, against him, um, and the following year, he was actually acquitted of all the charges. Hmm. Now, a spokesman for United said, we can't comment on this case because of pending litigation. But safety is our top priority. So the two travelers were sitting side by side when uh, 
she was upgraded from economy to first class on the 13-hour flight. Flight attendants dimmed the lights several hours into the flight, and she reclined her seat and went to, went to sleep. United employees served uh, the guy, the pilot, at least three or four vodka sodas, which he consumed, along with some sleep medication. The father of one is then alleged <clears throat> to have gotten out of his seat and approached flight attendant Eva Yu and told her he'd been away from home for two months. He missed his wife and he, he was horny. So obviously, you know, he was, you had to, I mean, if you can't be with the right. one you love, love the one, the one you're, you're with. with. I think Stephen Stills shared that wisdom do clear do back do in 1970. Do 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 do. So he, he started to touch her. Dowling says she awoke to find his hand on the back of her leg near her buttocks. She removed his hand and fell back to sleep. <laughs> I, that's weird to me, too. You're right? Okay, you've got your hand on my butt, and I, I'm just going to go back to sleep again? So then she woke up a second time to find his hand rubbing her thigh, grabbing her butt, and attempting <clears throat> to reach into her pants. She said, stop! And he withdrew his hand from her body. She asked him what he was doing, and he creepily smiled at her. And that was it. She went back to sleep. Wait, is what? that strange or what? What, is, what? Yeah, she went back to sleep. I'm telling you, this is a weird story start to finish. Just when I thought it was safe to eat lunch over here. <clears throat> she awoke a third time to find his hand running up her thigh. This time he began rubbing her hoo-ha through her clothes and rapidly pleasuring himself underneath his blanket. At that point, she shot out of her seat in shock and realized what was happening and told him to stop again. No, no. Then she gathered up her belongings so she could ask for a different seat. Wait, when does she stab him? Where is that in the story? Uh, it's not in the story. Oh, it surprisingly. needs to be. Yeah, it does need to be. Good grief. He allegedly said to her, I think you're horny and I am too. <laughs> She's sleeping. What are you talking about? So she went and told a United flight attendant that she needed to, you know, leave and move to another seat. But she said there were no open seats on the plane. So uh, I guess she persisted. And the flight attendant finally suggested that she go talk to the guy. <laughs> yeah, go, go back and talk to him and just ask him not to do that to you anymore. Talk it out. <laughs> what Jeez. in the world? The pursuer eventually allowed Dowling to move from uh, seat 8D to 8G for the remainder of the flight, although they were still in the same row. That's just amazing. But again, you know, he'd had a few drinks and an mm. Ambien, and he missed his wife. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do, mm. according to him? Hey, you know, again, Stephen Stills. So she is holding United accountable under the terms of the Montreal Convention, a multilateral treaty uh, that renders airlines liable for injuries suffered by passengers because of negligence. Oh. Seems to apply there, doesn't it? Right. If it happened, as she says, although it's kind of weird that she didn't take stronger action with him in the first place. I'm telling you. You just push his hand away and go back to sleep? <laughs> Okay. And and again, and, and we always say, look, we don't know. We weren't there. We've not right. experienced this. Exactly. But. But. <laughs> come on. Come on now. You could be a little stronger than that.
Remember when J.P. Morgan CEO Jamie Dimon called Bitcoin a fraud and then the price fell 24% and then they started actively buying Bitcoin Amazing. on behalf of their clients? Uh, George Soros publicly called Bitcoin a bubble and then he started investing heavily in uh, Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. So these guys are manipulating currency and, and trying to take advantage of it. Now... If you want to go about it in in an ethical and legal way, there's a great way to do it. There's a free online broadcast. Glenn is personally hosting July 19th, a week from tomorrow. It's BeckCryptoShow.com. You can register for this free special event. It is free, but you need to register. Tika Tawari, who is one of the main guys in the world on cryptocurrencies, he knows what he's talking about. He's got three cryptos. He says, you need to buy these right now. And he'll tell you all about it that night. Not even Glenn knows which three it is. Uh, asked, I've asked him twice this week. <laughs> so, so either he's lying to me and he won't tell me and because he wants it for himself or he's saving it for you. <laughs> or he actually doesn't know. Doesn't know. Okay, there's an option there. <laughs> Plus, there's this really cool thing. Um, you can take part in Palm Beach Letters' exclusive $2 million Bitcoin giveaway. To get all the details and get registered, because you need to, even though, yes, it's free, uh, go to BeckCryptoShow.com. That's BeckCryptoShow.com. Pat Gray. Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. So China is prepping uh, another $200 billion in tariffs, or a tax, if you will, on U.S. products uh, coming into their, into their country. So the U.S. Trade Representative's office will release the list of goods subject to tariffs uh, coming up here. And the move also comes after the U.S. last week imposed a 25% tariff on $34 billion worth of Chinese goods. And that prompted, of course, as we knew it would, retaliatory measures. China began adding tariffs on 545 American imports. A lot of agricultural products like soybeans, cotton, rice, sorghum, beef, pork, dairy, nuts, produce. Uh, Last month, President Trump ordered trade officials to draw up a list of $200 billion worth of Chinese goods that would be hit with a 10% tariff. And... uh, Beijing vowed to retaliate, and that's what they're doing. It just this doesn't go well. No, it's terrible. It's stupid. And uh, I saw where China is uh, basically affecting the exports of lobstermen up in Maine. So about twenty five percent of of lobsters. No. Uh, yeah. So, but no. But this might be. No. Uh, I'm finding a silver lining. Okay. Think about this. Think about this. Mm-hmm. So if that market is gone, if China isn't worth the market for, for those catching the lobsters, mm-hmm. they'll have a glut of supply, and maybe the price will come down for you and me. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah that'd so be I mean, great. Yeah, I mean, so there's like a, like a silver lining there. Yeah. Uh, how does a lobster figure into that? Well, because that's one of the things China is saying, all right, well, screw you. 
for when we ship lobsters to them. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're putting a tariff on that. Yeah, so it's because they don't. We don't import lobster from China, yeah. right? No, no. I hope so. Those would be defective lobster. That'd be the only thing we don't <laughs> import from China. I know. So it's not worth the the effort of, of shipping them over there because they're not going to sell them at that high rate. And so maybe I guess they're really hitting Tesla hard. Mm. Uh, Tesla's really suffered through this. Um, but you know, Tesla gets so many government subsidies. That's ridiculous. But it, apparently they're really being, uh, they, they've been hit to the tune of about $2 billion worth that they can't, I mean, they can't compete in China anymore. They may have to close up shop. Uh, so I don't know how that's going to work out for Tesla. Does that mean they bring the jobs back home, which would be a good thing? But then would the price go up on Tesla's? They're pretty high as it is. Well, maybe they'll pull a uh, Harley-Davidson and just start building cars in China. Maybe. See, that's, there's a whole bunch of unintended consequences that happen when you start imposing tariffs on, on, on countries. And then that invisible hand is not a part of the equation anymore. Yep. Then uh, it's not a free market. Nope. What, what we should have done is push harder on what he said in the first place. All right. How about free trade and we drop all tariffs? Just plain free trade. Yes. And I uh, honestly, I, I don't understand why not. We'll always win. Americans will win that. That's why not. So really, we do understand. It's because America would win. America wins that battle every single time. And they know that. So they know they can't just remove tariffs on American products. Otherwise, they're going to be swamped with American products. (laughs) So, but I think Canada would still own the maple syrup industry. Okay, they've got too many maple trees up there. I mean, it's a symbol of their dumb nation. So, uh... Let them have that. They can have that little empire for now. For now. Go ahead and control the maple syrup industry. For now. I won't even bother with it. Uh, For now. We'll let you have that little, that cute little segment. You could have that and you can keep your curling too. We're not going to. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You keep them both. Okay. Parker Maple (laughs) makes great maple syrup. Okay. I figure Mm -hmm. eventually they're going to take over Canada. All right. As in. The country. Yes. But don't be bagging on curling, dude. What are you doing? It's I'm bagging on curling because it's won the gold medal. That's true. I do like that. That is true. Hmm. I sometimes forget about the gold medal in curling. Well, stop because... Because <laughs> it's important. We took it from them. Yeah, we did. We're yes, gonna we did. We're going to take their maple syrup, too. All right. Uh, Texas back where it belongs at the tippy top uh, of being the best state in America for business. Texas, for the fourth time in the 12 years of this... CNBC survey uh, tops the list of the best places for business in America. Uh, We are number seven in workforce, number one in infrastructure, 18th in cost of doing business. We have the number one economy of all the states, 31st in quality of life. And they said that's because of our high violent crime rate. Huh. So that's our that's our wonder one of our lower measures. What's doing that? I wonder. No, I wonder. Proximity. Um, proximity to a border, perhaps. <laughs> Technology and innovation, number nine. We're third in access to capital. Cost of living, eleventh. I mean, really, it's a it's a tremendously great state. What's the state income tax here? Um, zero dollars. Did and you carry the cents. one? Though? I did. And it's, well, let me do that real quick. Okay. It's a, a none. We don't have one. There's zero. That's fun. 
Washington's number two. Third was Utah. Virginia was number four, followed by Colorado, Minnesota, Georgia. What are all those states in ha- have in common except for Washington and sort of Virginia? They're mostly red states. But at number eight is Massachusetts, which I would not have guessed. <laughs> at number nine, North Carolina, and then Florida. Idaho jumps up all the way to number 11. Idaho? Yeah, man, what's wrong with Idaho? Idaho? What's it the just worst? surprises me that there's a lot of, you know. What are, the, gonna, wor- hmm? what are the worst states to do uh, Let's take a little, uh, little look here. Maine, uh-huh. Rhode Island, Hawaii, <laughs> West Virginia, Mississippi, and Alaska surprises me. Mm. Dead last. That's cold. It's hard Alaska. to get stuff up there. Yep. <laughs> 888-900-3393. More Packer Unleashed is inevitable. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Hi, it's Pat Gray. Thanks for listening to the show. I want to tell you about another show that I think you're going to like. It's The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Check it out now wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. 888-900-3393. It is Pat Gray Unleashed. Some fun stories we could uh, talk about today, actually. Uh, A huge Beatles record just got obliterated. In the 19, you know, mid-1960s, the Beatles just owned the pop charts the top 40 kind of belonged to them. And in 1964, when that, you know, really big Beatles wave crashed on shore here, uh, that's all people wanted to listen to pretty much. In 1964, the Beatles had all of the top five songs in the country. Number one was Can't Buy Me Love, followed by Twist and Shout. And number three, She Loves You. And number four, I Want to Hold Your Hand. And Please, Please Me was number five. (laughs) Pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. All at the same time. This week, that record was broken by Drake with seven of the top ten songs in the country. Wow. Seven of the top ten. Including Nice For What at number one. Number two, Nonstop. Number four, God's Plan. In My Feelings was sixth, followed by uh, I'm Upset at number seven. Emotionless, eighth, and Don't Matter to Me, featuring Michael Jackson at number nine. Now, I've never heard a single song by Drake. Have you? Do do you Uh, know Drake's music? Anybody here know Drake, the rapper? I mean, I've heard of him. I just don't think I've heard his music. Uh, this is the yes. number one song in the land right now. Nice for what? Okay, I'm I'm sorry. I I don't get it. I've never gotten rap. I've never, you know, I was in my twenties when rap started invading top forty radio. I hated it then. I hate it now. 
Oh, it's just awful. I don't get it. And it's it's not that I'm just so old. It's that it sucks. It's not music. Just uh, it's not. That's. I concur. Oh, I concur. It's, but it's I really bad. <sighs> really bad. I thought I found a Drake song that I knew, but uh, <clears throat> apparently no. No. I thought. Hmm, okay. No. Um. <laughs> it's not only the seven of the top ten uh-huh. right now. He, th- this is unbelievable to me. He has 27 songs in the top 100. 27% of the top 100 are Drake songs. Any Connell songs on that top 100 list? Oh, you know it. Uh, the other, uh, the other uh, 73 are all Connell songs. Wow, and they haven't yeah. made anything in 20 years. I know. That's pretty awesome. It's weird, but that, I don't know how that just everybody started. I think it was you. You touched off a Connell's wave that just swept the country now. And 73 of the top 100 songs are from the Connell's. And, you it's know, amazing. ironically, one of those songs' titles is a 74-75. How about that? So. Huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, I, uh, music is just, uh, it's over. I guess for music, if if rap controls the top 100 like that, and one artist, one rap artist controls the top 100 like that, holy cow! Are there even rock songs in the top 100 anymore, or is it all Drake and Katy Perry stuff? Drake, Katy Perry, and uh, other bands we don't listen to. Yeah. And probably have never even heard of. <laughs> I'm old, though. I mean, look, you're hip, mm-hmm. so you you don't have an excuse. I'm just old and out of touch. So. And that was true when you were 18 years old. Um, so that's kind of weird. I mean, it hurts a little, <laughs> but it's accurate. It's accurate, too. It is accurate, though. <laughs> uh <laughs> That's amazing that the Beatles record would be shattered like that. Man, and um, kind of sad. Drake, you're talking about you're talking about what's pretty well universally considered to be the best band of all time in the Beatles. Beaten by Drake, a rapper from Canada. Ugh. Stop it. Now, see, now you're now, now you're piling on. Now it really hurts. Right. <laughs> you know, what we should do is place a tariff on Drake music. Bingo. Let's do that. Oh, now all of a sudden tariffs are now, kind of a good thing. Yeah. If all we're right. going to apply it to uh, something yeah. like this, I'm yeah. all about your tariff. Okay. Now we're getting somewhere. By the way, Canada kind of does that. They have a rule in Canada that 70 or 75% of the music that's played on uh, radio in Canada has to be Canadian. Wow. That's ooh, that's mm-hmm. not a good Day. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's why when you go to Canada, all you hear is Anne Murray and Brian Adams. What else are they going to play? Bare Naked Ladies. Oh. Are they from Canada? Yeah. I didn't remember that. Mm-hmm. And you got Rush, you know, yeah. Yeah. not the talk show host, but the, the <laughs> Canadian power trio. Uh, Triumph. Okay. Let's see if I can name another Canadian. I got one. Uh, music artist. Oh, Michael Bublé. Uh-huh. Awesome. I got another one. He's really good. Isn't Bachman Turner Overdrive from yes, Canada? Yes, Bach- BTO are Canadian. Mm-hmm. The Bachmans are from Canada. Mm. Uh, the Guess Who was from Canada. That's where they came up with American Woman, the uh, America-hating song. <laughs> is uh, 
Is Alanis Morissette from Canada? Am I wrong? No, I think she is. Yeah, I yeah, I think she is. Yep, yep. Yeah, I'm so you've got some artists that you could tolerate maybe on the airwaves in Canada, but uh, do you really want 73% of it or 75% of it? That's stupid. To be Canadian? What a stupid rule. Right? I'm angry at Canada now. It's protectionism. I hate it. At its ultimate level. If you're not confident enough in your own artists that you have to mandate that, I think that's that's sad and pathetic. Well, we're gonna we're gonna come to blows with Canada soon. I think we are because I left out earlier when we talked about the lobster tariffs <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that Canada uh, that China is imposing on us. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also an argument happening up in Maine, northern Maine, there um, between Canadian and American lobstermen, like you know the 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 I don't know, the fishing of the waters, whatever you know. And it's like yeah. I guess Canada's taking more than they're supposed to in some agreement or vice versa. I don't know. I'm telling you, man. Don't make us. Don't it's, make us send troops up there. We'll don't do make it. us come up don't there. Don't make us. Don't make us <laughs> come up there and give you something to cry about. We'll do it. That's a Packers we'll, bumper sticker. We'll do it. Canada, don't give us something to make you cry about. No, no. Canada, don't make us come up there. See? <laughs> yes. See, that's the one. I want that on your car. You have any room left on that car for no, uh, bumper stickers? Pretty well, all bumper stickers. It really out. stands out in the parking lot. I'll tell you that. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Especially when I got them all over the front and back windshields. Uh, makes it hard to, you know, It's a hazard. Of, it's but, a hazard. But uh, when police see all the great messages on it, they don't bother with it. Oh, they don't? <laughs> <laughs> Unless I'm traveling at a high rate of speed. Then, or, they, then they do. Or you're in the wrong place. I still cannot get over it. You're the only person I know who's ever gotten a ticket for stopping at a red light at, at the little balk line. Not the crosswalk, but no. the, the big, thick white line in front of it. The line before the crosswalk. My tire was on it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I cannot. It hurt for you when you tell that story. Uh, it was unbelievable. I was not a happy person And you that paid day. that fine. That was not yeah. a, like a warning. That wasn't no. a friendly, you know, oh, just mm. a helpful tip, citizen. No, no it was. He, he told me that the state had mandated to write tickets for this now. Like, what? Okay, so you've got a quota? On this? Is the, the state? Wait a is minute. Is it really what we come to in Texas? I call BS. The state doesn't know. This guy was a city guy. Yeah. Was he not a city cop? Yeah. The state mandated it. Yeah. Stop it. That's unbelievable. Yeah. I know. Uh, 888-900-3393. Um, and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Also, uh, in other entertainment news, Disney has pushed back the release of Indiana Jones 5. Really, do we need it ever to be released? After Indiana Jones 4, I don't think you ever need another Indiana Jones. They ruined the whole franchise with that one movie. What an off one of the worst movies I've I think I've ever seen was what was that called? Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. Oh my gosh, that was bad. I've never seen it. So they pushed they pushed it back one year to July 9th, 2021, when Harrison Ford will turn 79. 79, and he'll be starring in Indiana Jones 5. Wow. They made a bunch of other changes uh, to their lineup, too. They announced Dwayne Johnson will star in Jungle Cruise in 2019, and Angelina Jolie is coming back for Maleficent 2 because Maleficent 1 sucked so badly. They want to see if they can make a movie even worse than that. And I have confidence (laughs) that they can. I think they can. Um, do you have plans to go see Ant-Man yet? 
I don't I, I don't have plans, but I really want to see it. I really do. Because Glenn said it was also his favorite Marvel. See, when he said that, that mm-hmm. made me rethink my assessment of the movie. <laughs> because whenever Glenn likes a movie, I'm like, wow, this is I, I don't fall for it anymore. But I used to always be like, mm-hmm. yes, okay, cool. I can't wait to go see this. And I go and see it, and it's not anything mm-hmm. near as good as what yeah, the man said. It's happened it a number of times of late. So thankfully, uh-huh. I saw Ant-Man and the Wasp before I heard Glenn talk about it. Um, and when he said that, I thought, you know, wow. I should go watch that again with a more critical eye, I guess, because <laughs> I really, really, really love that flick. But you got to question your taste now at this yes. point. Oh, I've got problems, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I was surprised he also did not divulge what happens in the movie. Oh, he, oh my goodness. He didn't ruin the movie for anybody, mm-hmm. which blew me away. Mm-hmm. So there were, there were two things that should have blown you away. Uh, yes. One, he liked the movie and so did you. Two, he didn't divulge all the secrets in it. And I will just say, and I'm not giving anything away, <laughs> please, please, please do not make the mistake and leave before all the credits are done. All right? Why, why do they keep doing that? Then it keeps you in the theater until the, all the things scroll down, and a lot of times there's nothing there. But you're always expecting yeah, it now. Now you do. And now you, you better. always expect A Marvel it. flick, you absolutely better stick around, especially Ant-Man yeah. and the Wasp. They're famous for that. All right, 888-900-3393. Joined just a tad early here by, uh, by Jeff Fisher. Oh, hey, Jeffy. Hey, Jeffy. Hello. How are you? How Welcome. You I'm, ex- I'm personally excited that you're here early. He's, well, he's not. I'm I, your friend. Look, that's not what I heard earlier on this broadcast. <laughs> right? I mean. He began a bash session. That what? I know. just went too far. And I, I just merely said Heaven fact, forbid that you put I was a... totally opposed to it, sure. but he pulled me right into it. Dang it. <laughs> Darn dang him. I have that kind of influence. Where, yep. Hold on. Before we go any further here, where is Bill or JJ or where, where's the pig? Where's the pig? What did you do with the pig when Pat was out of town? Oh, I didn't do anything with it was always left underneath the, the yeah. console there. The pig is missing, and it hurts the heart. I mean, it breaks my heart that it's not around, I'll tell you that. I'm sure it does. That's private property, Pat. How do you feel? Uh, I feel fine. What do you mean? I'm okay. I really don't know where it is. It okay. was underneath there the whole time that Pat was gone. Right. So what do you got for us? I, I was driving into work today thinking, you know what I'm tired of? Saying, hey, can you turn that up, please? Because I, I never sit by the remote. Mm. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking, hey, mm. turn that up. Mm-hmm. And it, it used to be where you used to have to go up into the TV and do it. Now my yeah. kids just have to reach for the remote and do it. But mm-hmm. I was thinking it might be time for another uh, earwax section with mm-hmm. usewaxrx.com. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I was thinking, uh, you know, if you're like me and having to do that, mm-hmm. it may be time to uh, get your ears cleaned again. I want to be like you. And, I mean, it's really uncomfortable. They itch. They're painful. Although mine aren't painful right now. It's just uh, they're feeling clogged up. Might be time for another session. I might have to videotape another session for you. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, I stopped using cotton swabs. Only just on the outside of the ear, not inside. You don't want to push all that gunk down in there. Well, what about a candle? That, that like lighting good. your uh, your ear it's on fire? probably never Does a good idea to have fire next to your face. Really? Yeah. It's probably not a good idea. Hmm. It's just a helpful hint for you me. You should try okay. it, though. You, I would I would like to see fire a candle session. next to your face. Eh, well, you're not alone no? in that. <laughs> uh, the WaxRx system uh, is a method that the physicians trust the most, and they just like this system. That's the same system they use in their offices. Huh. WaxRx comes with everything you need to safely clean out all the earwax and condition your ears conveniently right there at home. You don't even have to go to the doctor's office. It's doctor-developed. WaxRx system uses the softening drops to break down the earwax inside. Then it has that pump that 
fitted with the unique tip to gently just deliver that perfect cleansing pressure to flush it all away. Finally, that pH-conditioned formula rinses and soothes your ears, making for the ultimate, most complete earwax removal system available. Go to usewaxrx.com, order your reusable earwash system today, use the offer code RADIO, and they bring it to you for free. How sweet is that? Promo code RADIO, free delivery. Usewaxrx.com, U-S-E, waxrx.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393 and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Saves 84. Uh, Jeffy is always down to earth because fat white men can't jump. Good point. Um, <laughs> wait, wait. Hold on. When I first read that, I thought I just said because fat. Yeah, no, there's a comma and there's more. Oh, there's yeah. more to it. Oh, okay. From Struggling Lumbee, uh regarding the lady on the plane that was groped. Uh, in flight by the drunk pilot. So weird. Ambien strikes again. Right. And uh, tied into that, Fidgety Widget says, my wife started taking Ambien due to insomnia after our, our last baby was born. They strongly warn you about sleepwalking, blacking out, and doing crazy things you won't remember. The airline creep has a pretty solid al- alibi. Yeah, Ambien can uh, mess you up a little bit. Um, the fence that guy used after you murdered his wife or something? Yes. Remember the audio that Glenn Did had work, about a though? year ago? That's still I going can't remember the if it worked. Um, from Conservatarian Lori uh, on Canada and things that are Canadian and who they can keep. Can- Canada can also keep the Biebs too. <laughs> yeah, Justin Bieber. Yes, please. <laughs> I love keep Justin. Him. Justin's the man now. He's found God. He's living large. Oh. He's in love. <laughs> With who? Uh, hey, he's engaged. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what. Her name oh yeah, her name's Haley. Something right? I think I just yeah yeah yeah. I think I that sounds it. right because he is I it Haley Baldwin? I can't remember. Oh yeah yeah Stephen Baldwin's, Baldwin's daughter, daughter yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Stephen's daughter right. Wait mm-hmm. is that and uh, mm-hmm. is that the and one he's found? I just I'm seeing everywhere that he's going to be the next Billy Graham. You are not seeing it's, that I anywhere. Mean, that's, that's out there. Seeing it's that. out there. That's what I'm hearing. Where? What is that? A uh, 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 that's what I'm hearing. Harry Reid. It's out there now. Now he's got to answer for it. Is that what that is? Hold on, hold on. Is Haley Baldwin? Stephen's son. Yeah. Oh, Steve. Oh, Steve. Yeah, no, not she's, Alec. Okay. she's not the little pig from. No, Alec. thank you. Yeah, not the no. one from the voicemail that Alec yeah, Baldwin no. left for his dog. Okay, thank you. Got You're it. a pig. <laughs> That's uh, her name is. Is it Ireland, or something? It's something like that. I think it is. Yeah, and I think she did. She turn out. She may have turned out to be a model. Yeah, she's. Uh, I don't it's, know. It's supposed to be all forgiven now. And yeah, everything's it's fine. All, everything's fine. Alec yeah. is wonderful. Yeah. Well, yeah, he is. It's Ireland. You're right. Mm-hmm. Thought so. Alec, look. He's a good guy. He was on Ambien. Alec Baldwin is? He was, on, he was taking he was on Ambien. Ambien. Yeah. He was on something. I don't think it was Ambien, but he was on so something. Either, but I do love the Ambien excuse. Yeah. yeah. Have you used it before? <laughs> is this where we're leading? I'm just saying it's a good excuse. For? That's not. That's still ongoing, too, the guy that, that uh, murdered his wife. Remember, because he called yeah. and called 911 and everything. It was really, yeah. really weird. Yeah. yeah that Ambien excuse, man, that's a... That's a strange one to be able to sell. 
And maybe that was the reason for this uh, phone call that uh, Alec oh, left good. his daughter. Excellent. You have insulted me. You don't have the brains or the decency See. as a human being. Slurred. I don't give a damn that you're 12 years old or 11 years old. Doesn't or that you're know a how child, old he is. Or that your she mother is. is a thoughtless pain in the ass <laughs> who doesn't care about what you do as right. far as I'm concerned. Uh-huh. So you better be ready Friday, the okay. 20th, to meet with me. So I'm going to let you know just how I feel about what a rude little pig you really are. Think about it. I I don't care what the circumstances are or what you're on. You don't talk to your daughter like that. I don't care if you're 11 years old or you're 12 years old. I have no idea how old you are. I don't care. (laughs) But I'm going to let you know what a rude little pig you are. I mean, that's really, that's ugly stuff. That sure is. That's ugly stuff. That sure is. This was kind of ugly, too, just in a different way. Hey, I want to tell you something, okay? And I want to leave a message <laughs> for you. When can we take some calls, Ivan? <laughs> whenever, whenever we want. I mean, do we, we have calls whenever that are on there now? No calls, calls yet. yet. No calls, no calls yet. yet. No what calls. number do people call to get on the air, Ivan? Do we have that number? It's yeah, right there. <clears throat> oh, do I have the call number in front oh, of me? Oh, I'm so oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, I'm so sorry. That's interesting. That's interesting. Interesting. Do we have any calls yet there, Ivan? It's a phone no number. No calls. Let's read some more about Scientology. Is Sean Hannity... A Scientologist, Alec Baldwin, posing the big questions tonight here. Uh, do we have any calls here yet, Ivan? None. Evan Boy, Ivan? it's just incredible. Boy, it is. Sean, what? It's uh, so good. Alec Baldwin drowning on the radio here. It's so good. My, uh, one of my favorite parts has now become Ivan. Because uh, in thinking of uh, you know board opping and behind the scenes in radio, mm-hmm. there's not a chance that Ivan wanted to be there with Alec Baldwin on a Sunday night. Not, and he was forced to be there. In the world, yeah. So he is just like, do you have any calls? No calls, <laughs> no calls yet. <laughs> is there a phone number? It's right in front of you. Yep, I mean, it's fantastic. It is great. <laughs> It's great. It's worth hearing again, as a matter of fact. When can we take some calls, Ivan? Anytime. Whenever, whenever we want. Do we, do we, do we have calls that are on there now? No calls, calls yet. No, no calls, calls, calls yet. yet. No. What number do people call to get on the air, Ivan? Do we have that number? Do we have that number? Uh, no. We do, Alec, I'm sorry. I, we don't have it. We don't have a phone line. We, we have a phone, and there is a number. We just don't have it. They didn't give it to us when they installed the line. Tremendous. I don't know what the hell happened. That would have been tremendous. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's right there in front of you. It's probably written in big, gigantic letters. It's right there. <clears throat> oh, do I have the call number in front of me? Oh, I'm so oh, sorry. Oh, I'm, I'm so, I'm so sorry. sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, that's interesting. That's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting that's that a radio station would have a phone number. That's interesting. <laughs> It's interesting. Interesting. Do we have any calls yet there, Ivan? No calls. Let's read some more about Scientology. Is Sean Hannity a Scientologist? Alec Baldwin posing the big questions tonight here. Uh, Do we have any calls here yet, Ivan? None. Boy, it's just incredible. Boy, it's just incredible. It's just incredible. I would pay money to listen to that whole show. I would, too. I would, too. I wish wish you could find the whole show. Uh, That's worth money to listen Uh, to that whole show. Yeah. Uh, when, when Hannity was, remember when he was in the studio, we let him use the studio in hey, New York. New York, yeah. Yeah, before we left that studio and came here. Um, I, I asked him, hey, do you have the entire, do you have that whole show? Because it was Hannity he he has used it? to play this all the time. And they said, yeah, we, we, let, me, let me get that to you. And then oh. he forgot, I think, or we never did. Hmm. I think he got me a longer version, but no, I never got the whole show. You should reach out. See how he's doing. Maybe he'll get it to you again. Yeah, this would be a really good time to do that. Um, you know, because, uh, yeah, that, that's not, a yeah, good idea. That. Okay. It's a good idea, Keith. I'll get on that. 
I mean, why don't you reach out? And I'm see. gonna I'm gonna reach out to his yeah, producer. Yeah, do it, do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, I'll bet we'll have that really I'm, super. I'm soon. gonna reach out to Linda. Okay, his producer, and see yeah. what I can get for you. Reach out to her. Okay. Let's see what happens. I bet you Ivan still has it. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he does. I bet he does too. If <laughs> I'm Ivan, I, I have it. I'll tell does. you that. Jeez. <laughs> All right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and uh, at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, if you'd like to tweet at us. Uh, if you're interested in financial freedom, uh, here's a really important message for you. A week from tomorrow. Which is Thursday, July 19th. Oh, I'm signed up, by the way. Are you? Oh, yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. Glenn's hosting a free online investment training broadcast special that could really, it could, it could make you rich, actually. You know, I, I keep wishing I would have gotten into Bit, Bitcoin at 300 or 500 or 800 <laughs> or 1100 or 2000 or 20, uh-huh. 2500 would have been a good place Maybe to start. 3000. 3000 would have been okay. 4000, 5000 uh-huh. would have been good. You know, 6000. Yep. I would have made money at 6000. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to avoid that next time or for the next great crypto explosion, then this is the seminar you need to check out. And it is free, but you do have to register. That's why we need you to go to BeckCryptoShow.com to register for the free special event right now. Glenn and the number one cryptocurrency expert around, Tika Tawari, going to kick around a bunch of information for you. Um, They'll walk you through the new case for Bitcoin. And Tika has promised to give out the names of three cryptocurrencies he recommends you should buy right now don't miss the next cryptocurrency wave it could make you a small fortune it literally could and you'll have a chance to take part in palm beach letters exclusive two million dollar bitcoin giveaway beckcryptoshow.com go there and register right now pat gray only on the blaze radio network Time for chewing the fat uh, with Jeffy. Before you get started, we should, you know, we're starting to get all these ambient stories on, yeah, on Twitter. We should yeah. get calls on those too because uh, there are some great ambient stories. That's a good idea. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. This one time uh, I was mm-hmm. flying, yeah, and I'd taken some ambient. Mm-hmm. Uh, I told the airline I was a pilot. <laughs> and, uh, Wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> and you told him you missed your wife. I was no, tired. Yeah. I have been okay. Flying home. Were you sitting uh-huh. near anyone in particular? I thought I remember. I thought I recall. <laughs> <laughs> what do you remember from that flight? <laughs> How do you go back to sleep? Anyway, that's a I, that's I don't want to dig into, dig into that story. That's, that's a crazy story. A, Start to finish. Both of them. Uh, are. Yes. I don't get really it. Really weird. I don't really get weird. I don't get how the guy thinks you can go ahead and do that to somebody that's well, next I, to you. And I don't get how the woman just moves his hand and goes back to sleep. That's the end, though, right? I mean, you see, you, not you, from her. She wasn't on. No, ambient. no, no. But I mean, from him, right? For him, I guess, he's, I don't you know. Know, he's like, I don't know. You, you lose your inhibition a little bit, and you think, you know, I got to put my hand underneath that. <laughs> and then, 
Have you ever think that at all, ever? No. I don't think I would either. Sure no. About that. Uh, today, National uh, 7-Eleven Day. Uh, Slurpee Day. Yeah, yeah. You get, you get mm. free Slurpee at 7-Eleven today. One thing I want to be clear mm. clear up with uh, Keith Malinek, though. Oh, um, Keith, uh, I appreciate your updated emails uh, reminding me of what day it is and the national days and, and so on. Keep me informed. But your email. Oh, no. Uh, two uh, emails. Really? Uh, Nash, don't forget, you reminded me in oh, an email, goodness. and then you reminded me in person, there's National Slushy Day. No, Keith. Huh? What do you mean? Slurpees are not slushies. Oh, slushies okay. are the wannabe Slurpees. Mm. Okay, slushies were invented to combat 7-Eleven Slurpees. Okay. Where do you get the slushies? Slurpees slushy? are the originals, okay? Where's the slushy from? Not 7-Eleven. Okay. I'll tell you this. The uh, Slurpees are disgusting no they're, they're not they're not oh good. my gosh are they're you not good they're not good what are you an american yes that's a good question over a slurpee mm-hmm. come on man rather have a sl- hey, the slushies are at sonic sonic is so far superior to that <laughs> they're all come great on. man come on stop it wow. no i won't stop it Slurpees are the original. For a very short time, want. I worked at 7-Eleven and sold uh, Slurpees, and uh, they you gave them away free them? to us, and I, I wouldn't drink them. You know what goes so in them? Bad. What? I'm asking. Yeah, you I know what goes in yeah. yeah. Big Slurpee sauce. <laughs> a slurry of Slurpee sauce. <laughs> I would pay hard money to see a video mm. store cam of Pat Gray yeah. behind the counter at 7-Eleven. Yes, I was just thinking, I mm-hmm. want to see, do you have a picture? I do want to see that, Pat. Would have been a long time ago. We so there's care. no video cameras. Mm-hmm. Probably not. Oh, no. yeah, very disappointing. Yeah. Yeah, there's been mm-hmm. some, there, and, and fortunately for all of us, mm-hmm. there were no video cameras back then. Right. You talked a little bit about the NFL Players uh, Union uh, challenging the uh, the kneeling, kneeling process role. from the NFL, of course, and then you uh, teased a little bit of uh, Lisa McCoy mm-hmm. uh, and his, uh, well, his altercation. I think we have a picture, actually, of what he did to her, apparently, mm. allegedly. Apparently, yeah, this is an ongoing. Allegedly. A bunch of people are on his side, and they're saying uh, how good it is, but uh, there's also uh, another player, uh, ex-Seattle Seahawks star Brandon Browner, been charged with attempted murder. For trying to kill his ex-girlfriend. My gosh. Browner has been hit with one count each of attempted murder, first-degree residential robbery, first-degree burglary, person present, and false imprisonment. And two misdemeanor counts of cruelty to a child. Oh, man. Not a good man. Not a good guy. No. And I don't know if you have the picture of uh, of LaShawn's girlfriend, but uh, however she got those injuries, it it is not pretty. It's not pretty at all. And uh, we know we all have uh, plenty of love for the TSA and how they care for our items. Uh, mm. As long as we're on the uh, the NFL, uh, we've got a New York Giants defensive lineman, A.J. Francis, who was uh, flying. And he is a tad unhappy uh, with the TSA uh, because, you know, they uh, they go through people's bags. Uh, they're your checked luggage. Yeah, that pisses check me your off. Bag. I know. But they do do mm. it, and you're supposed they all you're supposed to have the TSA approved locks on your luggage so they can go through. Which, by the way, I've I've had those stolen, or I'm sorry, misplaced. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, the TSA locks on your luggage. But um, he was uh, carrying his uh, his mother's ashes uh, in the checked luggage, mm. and uh, they uh, left it open. Oh my gosh! And uh, this and is her ashes this is be- spilled all this over. This is the- his beginning tweet. Oh, man. Hey, you pieces of S at the TSA, at TSA, he tags them. Next time you a-holes feel the need to go through my mother's ashes for no reason, make sure you close it back so her remains aren't spilled on all my clothes. At least you pieces of garbage can do your effing job. 
Okay, so then oh, we're so sorry to hear about this. We understand the emotional stress travelers are under when transporting the remains of loved ones. Our, our policies and procedures focus on ensuring that all passengers are treated with dignity, respect, and courtesy. Uh, no, that's all untrue. Um, no. Uh, replying to the TSA's tweet, under all circumstances, F yourself. <laughs> now that's a quality tweet. And he said, uh, I, I, and I don't even care that it was checked. Uh, they were being cautious, and I can understand that. But to not ensure that it won't spill back into my bag after I can't. you put it back That's is what X-ray machines are for. Thank you. You can see inside the luggage there with the, with your machinery. You don't need to go in, and they've done it multiple times to me. They've done it to And then they leave well. this little note inside. Well, no. Hey, we went through your stuff. Yep. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, could I have the locks thanks back for that? Have the locks back? Yeah. Maybe that'd be nice. You shouldn't have gone through my stuff. There's nothing but clothes in there. Under all circumstances. F yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I need to save that sentiment one. Sentiment <laughs> I share. Yes, absolutely. I mean, that's just absolutely I agonizing. I hate the TSA. Oh, man. Uh, and, you know, and people, the Americans who are sheep, uh, they're just keeping us safe. I really well, admire Well, he even was okay. No, they're you know, not. He, he even let him off the hook with that. I know. Right? I mean, he let him and off the not. hook with that. I don't understand it because none of it is actually for safety purposes. Well, it's all for control. And if it, if it was for safety purposes, they'd actually do things that are going to keep us safe. They're not doing that. They're not doing that. Random searches do squat for us. You, ca- you can't randomly check three-year-olds and 98-year-olds in wheelchairs. Right. You just can't. Yeah, you can't. Silly. Uh, you're not going to get to the we, heart and, and of the all, matter And we've here. all witnessed, I personally have witnessed, uh, uh, people who should have been profiled go through security. And yep. have TSA more worried about a family with their two kids going through separately right. uh, without staying with mom uh, mm-hmm. and, and upset little kids. And I've, I've witnessed that mm-hmm. and been held back by fellow travelers so that Was we could one of make our flight. Amber so Fisher? We, so that we could make our flight. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, it's absolutely agonizing. It is. And it's so frustrating it that is. they've got you uh, right where they want you because you can't say anything. Heaven forbid you raise your voice. You'll be arrested. And say, what are you doing? Yeah. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Are, are you seriously have any common sense at all? Just look what you're doing. And the Honestly. answer to that is no, they don't have any common sense at all. No. Uh, just zero. Insane. And sad news coming from a Southwest Airlines, as long as we're on uh, airlines. Uh, they're going to uh, <clears throat> stop giving out uh, complimentary package peanuts. <laughs> On the planes starting oh, no. in August. Yeah, I know. But listen, Budget you say, you say no, oh, no. Budget? No. Oh, I know what it people's is. Health. Oh, good gosh. People's oh, health. Shut uh, up. Budget cut. People's health. Peanut allergies. <laughs> and uh, look, we want to give peanuts why, on all our Why flights, was but... this not a thing before? <laughs> I don't know. Why is that only a thing now? I, have, I don't are know. Are you telling me peanut th- allergies are so common now? <laughs> yes. That you I mean, it's amazing. can't give them out on airplanes? I know, but it's amazing. It's there. It's uh, more people than Come I mean, on. I, I say more people. It's unusual not to have someone in a group say, "I, I am allergic to peanuts." I what? don't believe it. I mean, some people are. I mean, my son is super allergic to nuts, like tree nuts. All, yeah, okay, tree nuts. Yeah. So to the point where if he had one, we've got EpiPens. Right, absolutely. And, my, Amber you know. can't go outside without being in a bubble half the time. But I'm allergic I, to so much crap. It's hard to believe that there's uh huge 
percentage of Americans who have that. And, and here's, here's an idea. If you're allergic to peanuts and you get mm-hmm. on an airplane, let's say, example, oh, I don't know, Southwest, and uh, you know that they give out free peanuts. Mm-hmm. And you say to the people around you, oh, you know, I'm really allergic to peanuts. Um, if you guys want peanuts, could you maybe eat them, you know, not sit here or not eat them while I'm here, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm really allergic to them. Oh, okay, sure, no problem. I mean, who's going to say, no, kid, I'm going to have my peanuts with you here, and I don't care. The no person on Ambien is going to say that. Mm-hmm. The well, person who took Ambien. Yeah, but it, you'd be, kind of be okay with it, though, because he'd be touching you. <laughs> uh, George Clooney <laughs> crashed up, and uh, I like seeing crash videos, especially when people live. Yeah. And Clooney lived. Yes. So you know, we've got the video, if you're watching on Blaze Television, the moment when George Clooney, his little bike, he's on his little scooter, Mr. Uh, Mr. Climate Change, of Mercedes swerves in front of him. He gets hit hard. Yeah, it looks bad. Uh, smashes up on the hood, rolls off. Uh, I love the oh. idea. I know. I know. I love the idea of he's been staying in a lush, gated rental villa while he's shooting his movie. Well, yeah, I'm he guessing lives, it sir. probably is. And uh, by the way, uh, he's in this lush, gated, rented villa, and he's riding a scooter. <laughs> okay, stop it, George. Wow. I mean, that Stop looks it. that looks like it was bad. I know. They and, say he's, he's recovering fine, at home. Right? They, they say he's recovering at home, yeah. and he's going to be fine. Now, what does that mean? I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, does George Clooney want people to know that, you know, he broke an arm, broke a leg, he's in the middle of filming a movie? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's a lot of money at, at stake mm-hmm. when someone like Clooney gets hurt, especially in the middle of f- filming something, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of cash. But they say he's fine, so, you know, good. Mm-hmm. Good. Now, you better be careful, though, because uh, in Europe, now the uh, <clears throat> the uh, snail fever, schizosomiasis, or uh, bilhazia. That's what now? What is uh, it? Snail fever. Snail fever is starting to uh, take on uh, take on Europe, and around twenty five to thirty percent of humans are currently infected with at least one parasitic worm species. Did you know that? Mm-mm. I did not either. Uh, the diseases can be devastating. Worm infections can lead to diverse and chronic conditions. Uh, scarring of eyes, blindness, swelling of extremities, immobility, blockage of digestion, malnutrition, tiredness, and they can uh, div- increase your risk of cancer. So these worms penetrate the skin and live in the blood vessels. Don't go swimming in Europe this summer, I would say. Wow. Perhaps George needs to, mm. I don't know, come back to the States. Mm-hmm. He and the wife. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to. Uh, according to a Professor uh, Hoffman, uh, Global Travel and Climate Change, uh, could mean we see parasitic worms continuing to move into parts of Europe and North America. So, I mean, with the way the climate is changing so much now, it, uh, mm-hmm. it, could, be, it could be ugly. It could be ugly. It's good. <laughs> it could be ugly. Uh, congratulations to uh, Washington, D.C., as they have now uh, re- passed a law uh, requiring people to uh, have uh, health insurance. Or uh, they're going to have their property seized. Uh, Mayor Muriel Browser had proposed the mandate as part of her budget submission to the council back in March. And uh, rather than uh, uh, adding in and having people talk about it, uh, she had people talk about or He had people talk about uh, uh, other parts of the budget uh, in in front of the council. But no one spoke about the mandate uh, specifically about the, the health the health count. But if a person determined to be liable to the District of Columbia for uh, tax neglects or refuses to pay within 10 days, uh, we just take your home. So uh, if you don't have health insurance, we tell you you need to get health insurance, you can't get it, we're taking your home. Have a nice day. <laughs> that's nice of them, I mm-hmm. thought. It's mm-hmm. good stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's really nice of them, I thought. It's, uh, it's important that people realize how important health insurance is, I think. Yeah, I love government overreach.
Good um, stuff. <laughs> Take my property. <laughs> and uh, I think, and I might be wrong on this. I could be wrong. But a few days ago, President Trump, who just, I mean, he hates Jeff Bezos for some reason. He and <laughs> mm-hmm. Bezos. Yes, the Washington Post not, issue. Yeah, yeah, I know. And Trump tweeted a couple days ago, you know, that uh, Twitter is getting rid of fake accounts at a record pace. Will that include the failing New York Times and propaganda machine for Amazon, the Washington Post, who constantly quote anonymous sources that, in my opinion, don't exist? They will both be out of business in seven years. Now, does he mean the New York Times and Washington Post? Or does he mean the Post and Amazon? Because In my opinion, those sources don't exist? Yeah. And he's even said in other speeches uh, that many, I've heard him say uh, those anonymous sources and many don't exist. Mm. He always throws out, he always leaves a a little, yeah, he always qualifies it. Yeah, Mm. because he knows that some of those sources are (laughs) (laughs) absolutely true. But, uh, you know, I like because Amazon, you know, look, they've got, they get one little rumor of a delivery service and FedEx and UPS stocks plummet. Uh, they're, you know, Amazon gets their stories all the time about, oh, their in-home delivery will be fine. Don't worry about it. Let them open your car and let them open your home and deliver stuff. Nope. Don't worry about it. They'll just, they're just going to drop it off to you. It's fine. Why are you worried about it? Don't you want the product coming right to your home, Pat? I do. I just don't want them inside my home. So do- <laughs> That's all. So do I. I, I do bad. And uh, one good thing about uh, uh, that's happening in the world is that Iran is in a turmoil. And I'm kind of happy to see it, and I hope that at least now the press is starting to cover a little bit of it. And, you know, maybe we help Iran uh, fall a little bit because <laughs> they, uh, just a little. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? All the way. Um, they arrested the one uh, girl for dancing, uh, and now social media in Iran is posting all these girls dancing uh in Iran, uh, in in solidarity with this girl, this Miss Hajari, uh, who apparently confessed because the state media posted her confession. Uh, the Iranian government has stick, strict rules governing women's clothing. Dancing with members of the opposite sex in public is banned, except in front of immediate family members. <laughs> Several other dancers have reportedly uh, been arrested in recent weeks. Now, and there's a long post, a long thread of all the Instagram and Facebook posts that are being thread of dancers. We There's one uh, video that uh, we should be airing on Blaze Television that uh, has a girl dancing in front of a live band in town, in, Ter- in Tehran. And uh, the band plays for a little while and then stops, and the head of the, the lead, leader of the band uh, apologizes and says, uh, we really want people to dance, but uh, you know, we know you're not supposed to. We had, we had tourists come to town and dance, and uh, she's, they dance in town. And that is not the video that I asked to be aired, but that's, you'll see the girl dancing. Uh, <laughs> that's the girl. That, Did that, you copy and paste the of, wrong dancing no, girl video, no, Jeffy? Is that no, what happened? No, I don't think so. <laughs> no, she's a good dancer, though. Yeah, there's many of girls that are dancing in solidarity with her, but they're on their way. As I'm saying, more and more people are saying, um, no, mm-hmm. uh, we want to be able to just kind of, I don't know, dance. Without you all over us, mm-hmm. right? So theocracy mm-hmm. is not a good thing. Is that your stance? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is. That's what you. Want and to I want to leave you. I've had this. I've had this uh, with me the last couple of days, and I just want you to know: Have you ever heard of a jackfruit? No. And I. Why are you laughing? 
I was at the grocery store the other night, uh, and uh, I took a couple. I had never seen a jackfruit in my life. I used to I work. Have, at, I, no I worked idea. at a grocery chain before. I grew up in grocery stores. I purchased many items at grocery stores. I know that's a surprise, but uh, I had never seen a jackfruit. Now this is a picture. Oh, this is a picture of a jackfruit. I had my son put his hand next to it and took Ooh. a picture of it. And these things are huge. Wow, they're monstrous. What? How? Do, what do they there, grow? There's some. There's some fruit. Uh, and I. And I. Oh, do I have the actual jackfruit paperwork? Why would I have that with me that I can tell you exactly what it is? Wow. So it's uh, just stupid. So I don't even know what it is. These things. Yes, are I do. Big. Uh, it's everything you need to know. It is the. Uh, it's the new miracle food. Is what it is. And you, I mean, it's huge. They're like, and you notice on the one picture I took, it says 149. Uh, that's 149 a pound. Some of those jackfruits uh, are tens or hundreds of pounds. Uh, 120 they, pounds. Yeah, they tell you not to sit under them in the tree where they grow. Good. Uh, and those things, those things right there, I think were probably 20 pounds. Hmm. Are like they that. sitting so, on the shelf next yeah, to like the, the grapes and the, stuff? Yeah. Where? This, it, like uh, what store it was has those? Kroger's. I don't think oh, I've ever. Uh, Kroger like, has jackfruit. I know. What does it taste it's like? It's a good Any source idea? of protein. Chicken. It's a good source mm. of protein, potassium, calcium, iron. Huh. Uh, versatile fruit. They cook it with all kinds of stuff. It's more. Uh, it's the largest tree-born fruit in the world. Hmm. I mean, it's fascinating. And they both, when you touch it, it's kind of uh, has a little stickiness to it. You know. So mm-hmm. I think cutting it open and, and cutting oh. them up is still going to uh-huh. be a little sticky. Hmm. All right. But it looked like, I mean, I I think I want to buy one and, mm. and yeah. cut it up. Bring and it in a, here for I have a video of cutting it up and Let's seeing what it tastes like. Let's do some spoons there, yeah. yeah. Do those spoons of a jackfruit. Let's do that. Okay. Yeah, get, get one next time. All right. All right. Uh, Realestateagentsitrust.com. I uh, tell you about this because if you're trying to sell your house, it's really frustrating if you don't have a good agent. It, it can be a terrible experience for you. And you could lose a lot of money on your house. It, it could take a long time to sell it. And a lot of times when you're selling your home, you need to turn around and buy one afterwards. And so it messes up the whole process. Don't let that happen to you. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. And we're going to introduce you to a fantastic realtor, the best in your area. Because we've qualified them based on all kinds of things. What kind of people are they? What kind of marketing plan do they have? They're fans of the show. They've got things in common with you. And so this is going to be a good experience. There's over 1,200 of these agents all over the country that we have qualified and that we uh, believe in. And if you are looking for a realtor and you don't want to get burned again, maybe you've been burned in the past, go to realestateagentsitrust.com. We'll introduce you to the best agent in your town. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. This is Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393 added Pat Unleashed on Twitter um, from Bossy12. Her husband was on Ambien for a while. He'd get up in the middle of the night and cook full meals with zero recollection. I also had to hide the car keys as he sleep drove several times. Wow. 
bad stuff. Yeah, wow. I think then maybe you stop taking Ambien, perhaps. <laughs> Cooking full meal, meals in your sleep. Driving is a little, it's even more scary. I don't know. You got knives and stuff but in yeah, there. Yeah, either one of them could be pretty dangerous. I wonder if the food was uh, any good that he was making, though. We want to hear ambient stories if you have them. Um, <laughs> 888 uh, with your calls. And uh, uh, so it doesn't have to be on ambient, but if, you, if you've got a story, uh, I, you know, we're talking about this pilot on the flight who was molesting the w- woman that was sitting next to him. So not the guy who was flying the plane. No. Just to be clear. Yes. A passenger on he, this plane. He actually, this was a United flight. He flies for FedEx. Uh, and he was actually cleared of actual criminal charges, but she is suing United because of her experience here. And she woke up three times with this guy and his hands all over her. And he claims, well, I had three or four drinks and an Ambien, so... Plus, I missed my wife. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Okay. Whatever. So he doesn't even seem to be denying it. And he doesn't seem to be blaming the Ambien, even though that could maybe be a legitimate excuse because a lot of people have had really strange experiences with Ambien. Uh, but the other thing on this is she fell asleep Wakes up to have his hand on her butt. He, she moves his hand and goes back to sleep. Isn't that kind of strange? In it's itself? very strange. I, I... He, then she wakes up a second time. His hand is on her butt now. And she says, stop. And goes back to sleep again. Uh, kind of strange. And the third time, he's, you know, all over her. Mm-hmm. And uh, bad, in bad areas where... You shouldn't be with somebody you're not that familiar with. <laughs> and on a plane. <laughs> and on I'd a like plane. Point out. Yeah. So, uh, weird story start to finish. 888 More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, it's Pat Gray, and if you like what you hear on this program, you should check out the Glenn Beck Program. The podcast is available wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. In our continuing saga of is something wrong with Nancy Pelosi? Well, we know something's wrong with her. <laughs> yeah, where do we begin? But it, is she losing it a little bit? I don't know. It, has she lost some uh, cognitive ability? I don't know. But I I think it's possible. She was doing an interview with the... I think this was a Rolling Stone interview. Yeah. And uh, she was asked, is there a margin you need to secure to that gavel that you still have. You talked about wanting to win 35 seats. She said, no, no, you only have to win the leadership vote in your caucus. And then you go to the floor. People vote for the Democrat or the Republican. So I feel very comfortable about that. But I don't feel like talking about it. My time is money and mobilization is the rest. Part of it is messaging and talking about me and what happens to me is the least important of all. 
uh, of all of it. Following this exchange, she got a little flustered. She says, I think some of it is a little bit on the sexist side. Although I wouldn't normally say that. Except it's like, really? Has anyone asked, what's his name? (sighs) The one who's the head of the Senate? Good grief, man. Her aide, who's sitting next to her, says to her, Mitch McConnell? McConnell. Yeah, I I mean, he's got the lowest numbers of anybody in the world. (laughs) Um... You couldn't remember the name of the Senate Majority Leader? Has anyone asked, what's his name? The the one who's the head of the Senate. The turtle. Uh, wow. It, it, that's a concern. Yeah, she could be Speaker of the House again. And if she, she's got diminished mental capacity, that it, it should not happen. In fact, she shouldn't be in office. And again... You go to the pharmacist who said that he supplies Congress with these, you know, all manner of pills that they need. They just order them. He brings them in for them. And he has brought them Alzheimer's medication. Well, who is dealing with Alzheimer's in the U.S. Congress? Could it be Nancy Pelosi? I think based on what we see from her all the time, it could. Could be her. I don't know. Just amazing that we have to speculate about that. There should be absolutely no question. That if somebody is suffering like that, that they get out of office. That somebody realizes it around them and shares it with someone. And they're removed from office if they won't leave. We, you can't have people who have diminished mental capacity in these most important offices in the land. Can you? Is that okay with anybody? Anybody feel comfortable? Go ahead, raise your hand. You feel comfortable with a representative who has Alzheimer's. Wow. That's something's got to be done. Um, and now, again, I don't know that she is suffering. She might just have, what do you call those, senior moments. Uh, she has a lot of them, though. Man, I mean, almost every day there's another audio clip of her screwing something up babbling, forgetting something, stopping in the middle of a sentence, repeating herself over and over and over and over and over again. That's a concern. I'd say it's a concern. Yeah. And a legitimate one. Also, is Michael Cohen about to um, share things about Donald Trump that could be problematic? He is considered the president's former fixer and, and the ultimate loyalist. And now he's sending clear signals that uh, the truth is not your or your client's friend, uh, according to people who have been listening to him speak lately. Two sources familiar with Cohen's thinking says he has hit the reset button and is continuing his commitment to speak the real truth. In particular, um, sources say Rudy Giuliani is wading into dangerous territory when he asks Cohen to tell the truth about the Trump Tower meeting with Donald Trump Jr. and the Russian meddling in the election. Apparently, Cohen Cohen has some information on that that could be damaging to... I don't know. Who knows? But uh, I think that Cohen, uh, Cohen, Michael Cohen, president's former lawyer, and the president 
have, they're on separate pages right now. They, they're not allies any longer. So that could get really interesting. Uh, 888-900-3393. Sarah Palin has taken issue with um, this douche of a supposed comedian. I've never seen Sasha Baron Cohen do anything funny, actually. Maybe I've just missed it. Usually, he's just a buffoon. And right now, he's out impersonating all kinds of different people and interviewing uh, politicians. And he had Sarah Palin fly across the country under the guise that he was a disabled veteran who wanted to interview her. He's a wounded warrior. Um, so he just heavily disguised himself, including getting into a wheelchair. And then he had Sarah uh, Palin come out and he interviewed her, I guess. She said, for my interview, my daughter and I were asked to travel across the country where Cohen... I presume, had heavily disguised himself as a disabled U.S. veteran. Fake wheelchair and all. Out of respect for what I was led to believe would be a thoughtful discussion with someone who had served in uniform, I sat through a long interview full of Hollywoodisms, disrespect, and sarcasm. But finally, I'd had enough and literally physically removed my mic and walked out, much to his chagrin. She also says that she and her daughter, Piper Palin were dropped off at the wrong airport by the production team, and they missed their flight back home because of it all. Wow. Jeez. This guy is a piece of work. He also uh, did something similar with Dick Cheney and had had Dick Cheney watch this video. Dick Cheney actually signs a waterboarding kit for him, and then uh, Sasha Cohen turned that into a promo for a show. It's a trailer, huh? Yeah. Okay, and... For some reason, Cheney actually does. He, he, I think he gives him like a, a jug of water or something. Yes. And and Cheney just signs it, and then that's it. Oh, they got it. Here we go. Here it is. Here we go. Ugh. Dick Cheney, is it possible to sign my waterboard? Sure. It- That's the first. That's the first time I've ever signed a waterboard. Oh, uh, why would you do that? Cheney's <laughs> playing along. I, I guess. I don't think he cares anymore. He's uh, yeah, public he probably office. doesn't. He probably doesn't. He seems like a cool guy to hang out with. Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, wait. He does, actually, yeah. Of course, this is uh, me, who is, uh, you know, You might get shot old. in the face or whatever. Wasn't it him <laughs> yeah. that... Or was it Rumsfeld? Nope, it was him, Dick Cheney. Yeah, okay. Shot his buddy in the face while they were out. (laughs) Oopsie daisies. Peasant hunting or something. Guy lived, though, fortunately, which that could have been a much worse situation. He had a story to tell. Yeah, he did. I mean, how many other people are going to be able to tell? Dick Cheney shot me in the face. The vice president of the United States shot me in the face. And never paid for his crime. I mean, look at this. It's the anniversary of Hamilton Burr's duel. So I guess there's actually one person that can say they were shot in the face. He was shot in the, I don't know. Is yeah, it today? It's today. It's the anniversary of the, of the Hamilton of the Alexander murder. Hamilton killing. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the <laughs> that's one of the most regrettable incidents in U.S. history. I think, where a sitting vice president <laughs> shoots the former Secretary of the Treasury and kills him in a duel. 
Boy, those guys hated each other. You talk about the rhetoric today, how it's violent and scary and leads to bad things. Mm -hmm. Uh, The vice president killed one of our founding fathers. (sighs) Killed him in 1804. Now, there's a fun fact, though, or a not-so-fun fact, is that just a few years before that, Alexander, Alexander Hamilton's son, Philip Hamilton, died in that same spot in a duel because Jeez. taking the advice of his daddy, Alexander, he didn't raise his pistol. <laughs> Whoops. So. Oh, man. So anyway, they both died at the same spot. That's weird. In duels. And they, they went to that spot in New Jersey because it was um, a little more remote and the laws were a little more lax. Yeah. In New- because by the <laughs> 1800s, uh, dueling. Uh, murdering somebody in a duel was beginning to be frowned on in the United States. Believe it or not, they were just starting to frown upon that, and you could be charged with a crime. And so uh, they went to Jersey, did it there. Weehawken. And then uh, actually Aaron Burr left the country for a time, and then they 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 practically begged him to come back. I, I don't know why, because Aaron Burr was another douchebag. And he did come back, and he never faced charges for that. They never charged him with uh, killing Alexander Hamilton. It's an amazing story. Well, that was one of the amazing. last duels, was it not? Uh, uh, that, that kinda... Yeah, that was really high profile like that, yeah. yes. Well, uh, you don't happen to have uh, Zell Miller in your uh, sound box over there in the audio vault, do you? I don't think when so. When he was talking with no. uh, Chris Matthews? That's that would be a while ago. Because he was trying to challenge Chris Matthews to a duel. Because <laughs> Zell <laughs> Miller is awesome. Oh, you know that clip. I do. It's where, I it's forgot where Chris, about it, though. Can you believe it? Chris Matthews kept cutting someone off? No, that's hard to believe. And so finally, Zoe Miller just u- loses his mind. He's like, you know what? I wish we lived in the days where you could challenge someone to a duel. <laughs> oh, we'll find that. <laughs> it's classic. I love it. I miss you, Zoe. <laughs> He's, he, we lost him, right? He's not yep. alive anymore. Yeah, he died a few years ago. Uh, one of the last uh, pretty moderate, right-thinking Democrats. Yep. Maybe the last. I don't yes. Know. In fact, he wrote a book about the Democratic Party that he was lamenting that it was what it had become. Yeah. And the title of that book was A National Party No More. Wow. There you go. I didn't leave the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party left me. Could have been Zell Miller, but <laughs> he didn't say that. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. We are uh, psyched to have Bombshot as one of our sponsors of this show. This product is has been an instant hit here at the studios and at my house. I mean, everybody who tries this stuff loves it. First of all, it comes in this great container, which is a. It looks like a shotgun. Sh- it's not actually a shotgun shell, but it looks like it, and that's on purpose. <laughs> so. Uh, you're going to set off all the liberals in your life. It's really fun. Just that part of it is worth it. Plus, the balm, the lip balm inside of it is fantastic. How much do you love it, Keith? You love that, right? My wife loves it. I'm a huge it. fan of balm. My shot. daughter loves it. Absolutely. Everybody in my family who uses lip balm mm-hmm. loves it. Now, he, so Wayne actually invented this product because he was so frustrated with standard crappy lip balm products where the tubes are so cheap that they turn out to be a gooey mess when you put them in your pocket at the end of the day, and then you got a gooey mess in your pocket. Not good. So eight years ago, he took matters into his own hands, and he said, if I can't find the product, I'll make one instead. 
Just like the Grinch, only it was a really nice thing that he did. <laughs> and so uh, he created lip balm, uh, this balm shot lip balm, back in 2010. And his wife said, wow, you should sell that to other people. And uh, it started the process. So he did. Ever since then, they've been producing Balm Shot Lip Balm in Boise, Idaho. It's a great American product. And for Blaze listeners only, a really special offer for you. Go to BalmShot.com, use the promo code PAT, and when you buy a two-pack, you'll get a third free. When you buy a four-pack, you get a fifth. Uh, When you buy a four-pack, you get a fifth free. And when you get a six-pack, they're going to throw in a free Balm Shot logo baseball hat, which Keith has modeled, uh, first of all, because it looks great. Secondly, it covers his bald spot. So it's it's a fantastic look at that. I mean, I'm not arguing with that. I mean, you look 20 years younger already, just with the hat on there. Why? Thank you. That's great. Mm. <laughs> Bombshot.com <laughs> promo code Pat B A L M S H O T dot com. Bombshot.com. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Radio Network. Keith was talking about Zell Miller a few years ago. This was quite a few years. I think it was 2007 when this happened. Uh, when did Zell die? Was it 12? Uh, no, I think it was there? just last year. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, yeah. Sad. Yeah. Okay, so he's on Chris Matthews' hardball, and here's here's what happened. If you're going to ask a question. Well, this is a tough question. Go- it takes a few words. Get out of my face. <laughs> if you're going to ask me a question, step back and let me answer. <laughs> you know, I wish we... I wish we lived in the day where you could challenge a person to a duel. That would be pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Give him hell, Zell. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, he died in March. Oh, just, just this year? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh, okay. So those days, uh, probably gone. The days of a U.S. senator saying he wishes he could duel with the uh, <laughs> CNN host. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's amazing. Uh, yes. Good times. If anybody needs a duel. Uh, also, Stephen King. Putting out some interesting tweets. I, just This guy is one of the biggest douches on the face of this planet. Uh, he <laughs> tweeted out, Hey, Texas, I suppose you're going to reelect Ted Cruz, but I hope you don't. Beto O'Rourke is mega cool. Smart, too. Also, geez, do we have to look at Ted for another six years? The mind reels. I thought you weren't supposed to talk about a guy's appearance if you're, you know, a... a Social liberal, a a sensitive, wonderful person of the left. Go write stories, man. He's so bad. Stephen King is, you know, the same guy who called the military stupid. Oh, yeah. If you're smart, if you're college educated, you go get a job. If you're not, if you're stupid or whatever, you, you get into the military. Remember that? You go to Iraq. Didn't he compare Glenn to the devil or something? Yeah. Or no, he's... Call him retarded or something? Satan's... Mentally challenged younger brother, I believe, is <laughs> what he called Glenn. Yeah, he's a good guy. Good guy. He's a really good guy. 
maybe stick to you know writing stupid dog stories or something. Whatever. I mean, <laughs> don't like the guy. No. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. We were talking um, on uh, the Glenn's radio show about the twenty two sixth grade girls that were strip searched, right down to their bras and panties at school. Over fifty dollars that was missing from a field trip. Sixth grade girls strip searched by the vice principal of the school. If I'm the parent of one of these girls, I probably would have raised so much hell at the school, I would have been arrested. Yeah, absolutely. U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit found that they likely, likely had their rights violated. Yeah, I think they did when they were strip searched down to their bras and underwear after $50 went missing. $50, by the way, was not found. Um, No, no, no. They strip searched all the kids. Yeah. They checked in their underwear. Uh Uh-huh. And they found the missing money that had been stolen. Checked in their bras and their panties. Right. That it wasn't there. They they didn't have the $50. None of them stole it from her. Just amazing. Um, And one of the uh, administrators said that they, you know, a lot of times these girls were hide things in their bras or in their panties. And so they decided to strip search them. And that's what they did. And then they checked inside the waistband of their panties and uh, loosened up their bras and checked inside their bras. I c- what? I'm not kidding you. I had a very similar situation when I was in first grade where... Somebody I- checked into your bra? Oh, well, yes. I oh, was- no. Oh, no, Keith. I know. That's, don't say that. That's why I don't wear one today because oh, I'm boy. scarred for life. Right? So you just stopped wearing bras completely? It ruined me. And yeah. that's why we see the moobs that you have then, right? Yeah. Okay. See this right here? Mm-hmm. The man boobs. Moobs. So, so what happened was, back in the first grade at uh-huh. uh, Milford Elementary School, yeah, mm-hmm. that's right, uh, there's, I guess, a dozen of us boys, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I forgot. So um, I think it was 20 bucks. I don't even know what was missing. I can't even recall. And the janitor took us all into the janitor's office, which is about the size of this studio. Okay. And there's a partition. Wait, the janitor the had janitor. an office? He had an office? Yeah, right. Really? I mean, it's That's an office. Pretty it's big a, time it's for a, a janitor. You know what? It's like a closet with a wall knocked down into another closet. All right. But there's this partition. Still, he had an office. No windows. You don't even have an office. You don't, Do you have an office here? Well, no. I share it with two other folks. And I just got <laughs> word right before we went on the air that we're getting kicked out of said office, so I'm about oh, to really? be under the stairwell with my uh, red oh. stapler. But anyhow, okay. so um, they, the the janitor takes these uh, takes boys one at a time, right? Mm. And and apparently, I'm getting the word that he is checking. Oh, I know what it was. I know what it was. Somebody pooped or something. I don't know what it was, but he's checking their underwear. I know. Somebody pooped? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know all the details. I was six years old. <laughs> I just know three or four boys started being taken back there at a time. Are you sure like, you didn't dream this in some weird ambient dream or something? <laughs> <laughs> By the t- before I was called to the dark side of the room, some like uh, some principal assistant, somebody came in there and just broke it up, said, no, no, I don't know what the hell's happening in the janitor's office right now, but this is done. The end. And so mm. when I read that story this morning, wow. I, I had that little flashback, little ambient dream. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, so who knew? No wonder. I mean, there's part of your issue right there, I think. I think we just discovered we're onto something. And I don't wear bras anymore. What, <laughs> and don't there, wear the bra. Okay. That explains a lot. Or underwear. So 
uh, in this story in tech. And by the way, this happened in Houston, Texas, hmm. Houston, Texas. The nurse reportedly loosened their bras, checked around the waistband, but no money found. Huh. A federal lawsuit was filed on behalf of the girls against the district, which acknowledged Yep, they violated the rights of the sixth graders under the Texas Constitution, not to mention, I would think, the U.S. Constitution. Though, bizarrely, a federal judge dismissed the lawsuit. A recent decision from the Fifth Circuit reversed that finding, allowing the girls' suit to now move forward. During a sixth-grade choir class, an assistant principal allegedly ordered a mass suspicionless strip search... Mm. Of the underwear of 22 preteen girls. All agreed the search violated the girls' constitutional rights. Even so, the district court dismissed the girls' lawsuit. And again, it's, it's been... Re- so we reverse, according to the opinion. Um, wildly out of line. Especially since they were searching for $50 that went missing. Not drugs or something. No one was looking for weapons or, or drugs. Cash, something easy to lose. Maybe you misplaced it at home. Um, just because you can't find your 50 bucks doesn't mean somebody stole your 50 bucks. So again, if this is my daughter, mm-hmm. uh, I wouldn't uh, probably be a free man. But right did now. they find any poop? No poop and no 50 bucks. Okay. So there you go. And, and again, if this can happen in, in Houston, Texas, it can happen anywhere. Uh, so we got to get a grip on this. And I understand that our latest uh, justice nominee, Brett Kavanaugh, is somewhat iffy on the Fourth Amendment. I don't care for a Supreme Court justice that's iffy on I, the Fourth Amendment. Nope. Any amendment. That is I probably because I, I was thinking about this. Of all the amendments you want, like the last backstop to be, it's mm-hmm. the Second Amendment and the Fourth Amendment. Yep. Mm. Never been a better time for you to achieve financial freedom through Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies than right now. You might have thought you missed the train. I, I know I have thought that, uh, but go to Beck Crick. Crypto Show, BeckCryptoShow.com, and register for Glenn's special free live online investment training broadcast event a week from tomorrow. Tika Tuari, who's a huge crypto expert. He's going to walk you through three uh, cryptocurrencies that he really recommends you get into right now. It is not too late. You haven't missed out. He'll share all of this information with you. Stuff I can't begin to understand, Tika Tuari has down. And Glenn will be hosting this event. Plus, you'll take part in um, the Palm Beach Letters exclusive $2 million Bitcoin giveaway. This is going to be a great show. Don't miss it. It is free. But you do have to register. So go do that right now so you got that taken care of. BeckCryptoShow.com. Go there now. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here. I am. Oh, and so are you, uh, incredibly enough. Good craisins, huh? Yeah. Just eating our craisins because uh, we're so healthy here. We eat nothing but health food mm-hmm. now. 
And yes, so, Appreciate it. thank you, Sarah, for the craisins. Mm. I guess craisins would be a mixture of a cranberry and a raisin. Uh, sure. Just give me the bucks. I, I just I don't want you to pour them take so many craisins. Well, you these poured them on the counter last these were time. were given to me. And they get ruined. All right. 888 933 at Pat Unleashed, where... Uh, who oh. Writes, oh, oops, all oops, berries. All berries. <laughs> writes, uh, the jackfruit should be called the Jeffy fruit. It is enormous compared to other fruits. It looks weird, and it tries to scam you by saying it's good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Good stuff. Also, we were looking for ambient stories, and we've found a few. Uh, I know we had an employee here once. I don't remember the full story, but he took Ambien, went to sleep, uh, we had to get up and, and leave the next day. He was nowhere to be found. He wasn't at the plane. We had to go back and search for him. And we he found him. We found him asleep. We woke him up. He fell asleep again uh, before we got him out the door. He literally had to be carried to the to the car, driven to the airport. We tried to wake him up again to get him back on the plane. Got him on the plane, flew home, and he still. By the time we got home, didn't know where he was, how he left, how we got there, uh, had no recollection. He was saying weird things. I can't remember exactly what he was saying, but the things that did not make sense. Hmm. Ambient can really mess mess you up. I, I have an ambient story, um, and it doesn't involve a janitor's closet. It was uh, I, I took it and I was trying to fall asleep, and mm-hmm. I had I actually had Bonanza on, okay, and it was it was black and white or something. I don't know. And, like, the entire bedroom became that show. It was so weird. It was like weird. It was like the zooming in, and it was mm-hmm. like, it was 3D around me. Yes, it was ambient. It wasn't LSD. And I, I never took it after that. Um, and and the, the couple times I had taken it before, hmm. I didn't have any kind of weird experience. But So I've taken it about three times. But that one time, it was like I was inside the TV show. I went in for the only story I have about ambient, when I, I've taken it, I think, once. Um, maybe twice. I took an, I took an, some kind of sleep aid the first night I was supposed to do a sleep test at a sleep center to see if I had sleep apnea and it didn't do anything. So I just laid there all night and then finally got up and went to work cause I couldn't sleep. So I had to go back the second night and the second night they gave me two Ambien. And so I took them both. I thought, oh. Oh, this is not going to do anything oh. for me. Oh. So I take them both, and I drink it down, and I think, ah, nothing's going to happen. The next thing I know, <laughs> oh, no. they're trying to rouse me because they're putting, you know, they got to put the stuff all over your head and yeah. your chest and your back and your ribs and put a thing around your Easy chest. Easy stuff and to sleep it while you're attached yeah. to. Okay. So I, I kind of half wake up to all these people doing stuff to me <laughs> and thinking, Wow, did I go to sleep? And then the next thing I knew, it was 6 o'clock in the morning and time to go. I mean, it put me out. Wow. Did you feel rested? I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Probably not, because I rarely do. But uh, <laughs> Mark in Maryland has a story. Mark, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, guys. Hey. Uh, it was uh, They had put me on the Ambien there for a while. My wife told me, that I'd be out in the kitchen doing stuff, uh, going through the refrigerator, smelling the jelly jars and stuff. And then there was, uh, I was outside in the yard and I was pulling up weeds out of, the, out of my wife's flower garden. In the middle of the and, night? Nice. 
It was in the middle of the night. I don't huh. remember any of this. Wow. She told me these things. Yeah. I don't remember it at all. That stuff yeah. is amazing. I mean, yeah. And yeah, I, I guess some people actually drive uh, and don't remember it. They're, they're like in an ambient sleep and they sleep drive, which is kind of scary. So good thing you just pulled weeds. Were you pulling flowers or did you actually pull weeds? Did so you... I pulled weeds. That's, and that's I was great. Out there, hmm. She said I was out there with a flashlight looking around, pulling up weeds. She said, thank God my lawnmower was locked up in the shed or I'd probably have been out there cutting the lawn. Oh, geez. And cutting your foot off. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Mark. Uh, yeah, frightening. Might be on Ambien right now. <laughs> I Mark might be? Yeah. You think? I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Okay. Know. Yeah. Uh, all right. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh oh, you do remember the you remember the gun guy, right? This guy? Who, um and, you know, in whose conception under what paradigm? What paradigm? You know? You know I'm just resisting. What, what am, am I resisting? resisting? I don't know. I don't know. The collectivization of manufacturing. The institutionalization of the human, of the human psyche. psyche. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But I can tell you one thing. This is a symbol of reversibility that can never eradicate the gun from the earth. Right. Okay. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh what's he up to? He actually was being sued by the government. Because they didn't think he should be able to 3D print guns and also put the schematics online. He won that case. Good. He can put the schematics online. And Good. in the ruling that came out, not only did they decide that he could do those things, they also said that the AR-15 is not a military-style weapon. They ah. actually made that ruling. Which- from. Cody Rutledge Wilson brought that about. Which 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 court did this? I don't remember now that uh, you ask. I'll find out. Yeah, find out what the because uh, wow. it's I'm not seeing the story anywhere. Hang on, I'm getting there. And uh, he, but he has fought really hard for these rights. He's an interesting cat, obviously. You know to to wonder. What am I, what am I, re- I'm just resisting. What am I resisting? I don't know. The collectivization of manufacture, the institutionalization of the human psyche. I'm not sure. Hey, it worked in court, man. <laughs> Who talks like that? <laughs> Nobody, but this guy, uh, he was 25 when he was here and said those things. He's 30 now. Wow. And he's a fairly, you know, well-known anarchist. He's a, he's a free market anarch- anarchist. And he is a uh, crypto anarchist. He actually ran for to be a board member of the Bitcoin Foundation for the sole purpose that he wanted to destroy and eliminate the Bitcoin uh, Foundation. I, I don't think he actually became the head of the foundation, uh, fortunately for Bitcoin. Uh, but that was his intent. Hmm. Uh, are you seeing what court it was? It's a settlement. So uh, it, from what I'm reading... Mm-hmm. Justice Department reached a settlement with the Second Amendment Foundation and Defense Distributed, a collective that organizes, promotes, distributes technologies to help home gun makers. So, right. so I guess it was settled out of court then, as opposed oh, to okay, a ruling. Right. Okay. Um, but I, yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. I'm glad to see that. That's, it is. Uh, 
I mean, because, you know, I mean, if he's you're just gonna, resisting. <laughs> what is he resisting? I don't know. Collectivization of manufacture? Under whose? In what paradigm? Parad- you know? Paradigm. Uh, you, know, you know, in whose conception? Who's, yeah. Whose conception? I don't mean. Under what paradigm? Hmm. Those are good questions. But you know what? When in doubt, err on the side of freedom. That's kind of a general rule that you could apply to your life. It kind and, of. And it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's a pretty good one to follow. Yeah, it really is. But just don't tell my kids that. That's just between you and me. <laughs> okay. Well, your kids aren't ready for that kind of stuff. Yeah, yet. I don't give them freedom. You know, you one me? day. One day they'll be free. Clean and, your room. And not subjected to room searches and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, they're definitely. As long as they're under your roof, man. Mm-hmm. None of that stuff Who's applies. paying the mortgage? That's what I thought. Thanks. Exactly. Go clean it. Thank mm-hmm. you. Bye. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, Socialist Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez taking D.C. by storm. Democrats are racing to figure out how to handle her. Uh, Her primary win over a longtime incumbent has really kind of shaken the party to the core because she's a a socialist. And they're going to have to make a decision here. Are they going to go back to a party like they used to be and be a, a, a mainstream American party or are they going to continue this extremism and just go over the edge to socialism and communism? I think they've already done that, but uh, they don't. And they're trying to figure, they, they think they're trying to figure this out right now. I think it's too late for them. Um, but the entire spectrum of House Democrats, party leadership, campaign leadership, is trying to assess what she wants to do and how ready she is to play ball, according to one Democrat in Washington. Mm. They want to know, how does her coming to Washington change my plan or help my plan? They're thrilled to welcome her to their ranks, though she's already ruffling some feathers. She plans to hit the campaign trail for at least three other Democrat pre- uh, candidates in primary races. Um, for people who are backed by justice Democrats, a pack that supports progressives, meaning, you know, socialists and communists like she is. That includes Missouri congressional candidate Cory Bush, former teacher, registered nurse, pastor, Vying to unseat Lacey Clay, longtime Democrat rep. We're trying to take back the House, but it seems like they're just trying to go after Democrats. It makes no sense, according to Gregory Meeks, who vigorously defended Clay's work on the Financial Services Committee. I would hope that the new member coming in would keep the eye on the prize. A source close to Ocasio-Cortez said she's not interested in following the conventional Democrat playbook. What's the point, the source said, or we're going to get the same results we've had for the last decade. This is the battle for the soul of the Democratic Party. Sure is. Playing out in real time. Watch that race. (laughs) Um, One of the Democrats said, if we're smart, we'll welcome her with open arms. Wow. (laughs) He nonetheless acknowledged some Democrats may hold a grudge. We're members of Congress. We have a tendency to get things wrong as frequently as possible. (laughs) That's for sure. Um, Representative Jerry Connolly predicted Democrats will welcome her. Um, She served as a foot soldier in the Sanders campaign. He noted that her surprise win is likely to earn her major respect. He said, you can like and appreciate Joe and wish him well and hope that he'll succeed without necessarily resenting somebody else who successfully challenged him and clearly represents the face of the district. I think that will command respect in the caucus. A self-described Democratic Socialist, Ocasio-Cortez, seized on voters' desire to topple the political establishment. 
Key components of her campaign include rejecting corporate PAC money, raising the minimum wage, banning private prisons, making Medicare available for all, and free higher education for all. It's free. Plus guaranteed jobs and housing. Wow. Now, she's going to crush the Republican she faces. I mean, she's already won this race, really. She's she's going to be the representative from this district. But why do you need a guaranteed job? I mean, if you got free health care, free housing. You don't. I don't Under those job. circumstances, what do you need a job for? <laughs> you got a working. house. You got, you got health care. Go to the doctor whenever I need to. I mean, come on. I'm not working. Screw that. Bay Area liberal who endorsed both Ocasio-Cortez and Crowley in the primary. I don't know how you do that. <laughs> They're running against each other. Mm-hmm. Anyways, she said she's going to be a rock star and a huge progressive force the first day she arrives. You got to believe that's true. She already has almost 700,000 Twitter followers. Uh, her team said it's dealing with 1,000 media requests. And she quickly has made the rounds, not only on news shows, but in interviews with Stephen Colbert on The Late Show. I, I mean, she's already like a rock star within the Democrat Party. You know what this is? This is uh, Barack Obama circa 2004 feeling? Yeah, it is. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like, doesn't it? Yepers. 888 uh, Let me tell you about Brick House Nutrition. We got to play. We played this dog video earlier. <laughs> this is great because this this is my spirit animal. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Take a look at this at this dog who is presented with a bowl full of vegetables. Okay, <laughs> just chowed it down, right? Look at that. There's um, Pat Gray. Oop. N- no. <laughs> I love this. Uh, 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 no, I don't want that. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dog that's never seen a plant in its life. That's great. It's like, where's the meat? Is there meat in here somewhere? What is the? Is there a a fruit, like a banana in here or anything? It's like he's approaching an animal that he's afraid of. That's really funny. (laughs) So great. Uh, That's how I am with a plate of vegetables. No, thank you. That's why Field of Greens has come into my life from Brickhouse Nutrition. I love it. It's, uh, It's just a powder. And you, you t- take a scoop out. It's a full serving of organic fruits and vegetables. You put it into eight ounces of water or so. It flavors it a lot like Kool-Aid. It just sweetens the drink. Doesn't have to be water. It could be whatever drink you want. And it's really easy. It tastes great. And you get all of that, all of those nutrients in your body that you're not otherwise going to get. Because I don't eat kale. I don't eat spinach. I don't eat broccoli. I hate all that stuff. Anything green, pretty much? No, thank you. So this really works out well for me. If, you, if you're like that, try Field of Greens today. And you can get 10% off a month's supply with the offer code PAT. Go to BrickHousePat.com, use the offer code PAT, get 10% off a month's supply. BrickHousePat.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. On the Blaze Radio Network. Returns 
on the Blaze Radio Network. And thank you for being here with us. 888-900-3393. Joaquin Phoenix is about to star as the Joker. Are they really going to do the Joker again? How many times uh, are we going to switch Jokers? Started with Jack Nicholson, right? Then it went to uh, Jim Jim Carrey. Oh yeah. Then it went to uh, um, Heath uh, Ledger, who died during the part or shortly after the part. Shortly after, I believe. Now Joaquin Phoenix is going to star. Another troubled actor who's very very bizarre. Uh, the actor who was nominated for an Oscar. For his unsteady Emperor Commodus in 2000's The Gladiator, will star in the still untitled Joker movie called An Original Standalone Story Not Seen Before on the Big Screen. Hangover director Todd Phillips, who uh, co wrote, will direct the movie, centering around the iconic arch nemesis. Huh. huh. Begins production later this year. Uh, it was originally reported at a Comic-Con. Hollywood Reporter led the backlash at the time with a piece in its Heat Vision Geek blog titled The Depressing Inevitability of a Joker Movie. The piece argued that the ace bat batty has been overexposed in numerous film and TV projects. Isn't it time to let the Batman villain rest for a while, they asked? No. It's pretty much never time for that in Hollywood. Because they don't have any new ideas. They don't know what else to do besides regurgitate the same old stuff. Uh, they're too busy trying to come up with progressive crap to destroy the co- the country. They Wait. can't come up with uh, creative movies. Wait a minute. You think they can do everything? You don't think it was a good idea to take Ghostbusters and replace the all-male cast with an all-female cast? Well, let's see. How much did that done? movie make? Five, five um, bucks. Made five bucks. Yeah, I so it must have been a really good idea if it made $5. That's about double what I thought it would make. <laughs> uh, I want to find out how much that did make. Came out, what, 2016? Let's see. I'd say in there somewhere, yeah. Mm. Female uh, Ghostbusters. Hmm. I mean, its budget was $144 million. Right. You should have been able to make a heck but of a what picture. what did it make? 229 Oh, it did? Like, is that worldwide? What did it yeah, make domestically? Totally. There's no oh. way it made that domestically. Yeah, that's why I was surprised, too. Uh, no way possible. Yeah, I think that's... Yeah, that's that's international because, yeah, it's at the bottom of this list, 229. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what it made domestically. That number is still uh-huh. eluding me. Yeah, it didn't do well, I'm mm. pretty sure. There are like 18 people saw it across the country. Well, I didn't. If you were assuming I did, it's 17. Okay. I did not. Yeah, I thought maybe you did. No, no. I did not. All right. This was assuming. Uh, 888-900-3393. Also, the woman who accused uh, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau of groping her inappropriate handling. On a plane? No. Oh. This happened uh, back in 2000. Trudeau was only 28 at the time. Uh, he was in British Columbia attending a charity event in memory of his brother Michael, who died in an avalanche in 1998. After the event, a local newspaper published an unsigned editorial accusing Trudeau of groping and inappropriately handling one of their reporters. The reporter felt blatantly disrespected by Trudeau, who 
apologized the next day. According to the same paper that published the accusations, Trudeau offered an apology but said, if I had known you were if I had known you were reporting for a national paper, I never would have been so forward. Uh, what? Uh, that's so pretty weird apology. <laughs> weird. Yeah, if I know if I knew that you were gonna, you know, tell on me, right. uh, I never would have groped her inappropriately. If only I'd known what you did for a living. That would have changed my behavior. So Rose Knight was the former journalist at the center of this, and she told a Canadian newspaper while she stands by her account of what happened to her, she now considers the matter closed, doesn't want to talk about it, doesn't want to relive the whole pain of the experience. She said, I issue this statement reluctantly in response to mounting media pressure to confirm that I was the reporter who was the subject of the Open Eyes editorial. Uh, the incident referred to in the in the editorial did occur as reported. Mr. Trudeau did apologize the next day. I did not pursue the incident at the time and will not be pursuing the incident further. I have had no subsequent contact with him before or after he became prime minister. She just wants to forget about it. Hard to blame her, really. Uh, when the allegations resurfaced last month, Trudeau told the Canadian media he didn't recall a negative interaction with her at the charity event. Well, no, not to him. <laughs> he was getting his jollies. Of course it wasn't negative to him. Do we know? It was negative to her. Yeah. Do, are we, do we know what his eyebrows did? Did they assault her? Well, they assault everybody. Okay. Everybody who sees his eyebrows is assaulted <laughs> by them. By the way, housekeeping... Uh, um, it, the domestic numbers, they, they were uh, a loss for Ghostbusters. So it wasn't until it lasted for a long time overseas that uh, they made money on that female Ghostbusters. Um, just FYI. What a stunning, shocking yeah. development like, that like, is. Like, you could have seen that coming. They said steep, steep losses domestically on that. Uh, it was oh, you got to believe, international yeah. Numbers, yeah. Yep. <laughs> and you mentioned the Canadian-American uh, Lobster oh, Wars. Yes. Uh, they're going to be brutal. In the port towns of Maine's coastline, July is lobster industry's high season. But this way, weekend, new tariffs have been placed on U.S. lobster exports, and they're set to destabilize the state's leading industry. Oh, boy. Can't afford to be patient at all, said the CEO of Maine Coast, a major lobster distribution company. We're making whatever moves we have to right now. This is the freaking Canadians. Mm -hmm. Try to keep American lobster out of Canada. China's already doing it. Telling you. It's not good. It's almost time to declare war on Canada. We got to put a stop to yeah. Canada. Yeah, let's do the this. The bane of our existence right now. Canada. They're coming for you, Canucks. Uh huh. Hmm. You don't want none of this? Nope. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.